Let's go. All right. We are live. What is going on, everybody? This is Randall Thor, 19, man with the million, back again with another episode of the Xbox Two podcast. And we have a ton, a metric ton of stuff to talk about. But first, as the phone rings again, ah, geez, <laughs> I always get bad timing with the phone, but I need to introduce Jez Corden, my buddy from Windows Central. How's it going? Not so bad. A lot of stress at this time of year, as you can imagine. It's the biggest time of year. Huge amount of traveling and a lot of like 250 miles a day at the minute. Uh, you know, I'm having to tell people, sorry, my calendar's full. It's the first year, but I haven't had to beg for meetings. So for, it's the first year. Well, I didn't go to E3 last year, to be fair. But the year before, I had to beg for meetings and be like, please, can I can I see your game, please? This, this is, this is a around. little jazz. Can I, can I please see <laughs> Cyberpunk? And they're like, okay, okay. <laughs> no, nah, to be fair, CD Projekt Red have always been amazing. Like, even when we were tiny, CD Projekt Red was always super supportive. But some of the bigger players, it was so hard to get noticed. And now this year, it's like, I'm having to turn companies away. It's like, makes me sad. And I, I said to myself this year, I'm only going to book a few meetings so that, like, I don't die from work. But I have like meetings every half hour for four days. Mm. So even cool. though E3 is fun, like I had so much fun when I went in 2016. For you, it's work. Oh yeah, it's for you, it's hardcore it's work. work. Hardcore. Yeah. And you know what? I sure. saw somebody in chat saying, "Man of man a million what?" Right? And you know, what? I've actually had a lot of people ask me that lately, and I always got to explain it. New people always, you know, subscribe to the channel. They don't know what that means. It basically means, uh, you know, I've, I've, what's the word? Accured or stockpiled, I guess, uh, achieved more than a million gamer score. So it was just something somebody said to me back in the TXR podcast days. Uh, kind of stuck. And I use it as an intro. Although maybe I probably should drop that. Maybe I should just say, hey guys, Rand here. Uh, no need to say that anymore or maybe i just need to get an intro like a like a visible intro um we yeah. live through the power of the internet yeah no that's 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 already taken by boogie we can't oh, do that right. we can't do that but uh i don't, my I God. don't know any of this he's the only one that can remember so yeah. it must be a good one i mean jess corden's the man with the hundred thousand right yeah i got a hundred thousand recently Damn. yeah without completing or getting <laughs> completion on any xbox game ever I haven't, yeah, I haven't fully completed one. I had like the, my closest one is Mass Effect One, and I got all of them except the Insane Difficulty, and I got stuck on Benezia on Insane Difficulty, and I just thought, you know what, Look at this, I can't do it anymore. It's yeah. driving me crazy. That <laughs> fight on Insane Difficulty is just broken. It's broken. At least it was <sighs> with the build I was running. Dude, Bro. we have so much stuff to talk about breaking news earlier today jazz breaking news we didn't do it yesterday isn't it yeah it's a definitely we i asked you if you wanted to do it wednesday or thursday because i always do and you're like let's do it thursday and sure Actually. enough good good choice because it seems like when we want to do it wednesday something happens like what happened uh like last week or the week before oh it was sony and microsoft making that deal right yeah, someone on someone on the chat just mentioned "Man with a Million Sips of Whiskey," so I'm I'm gonna break out some whiskey today. There you go, there you go. But uh, breaking news today: Microsoft finally announced Xbox Game Pass on PC. Their plans for it, but then also said basically, uh, yeah, all the games are coming to Steam, starting with Gears Five, and they're gonna bring a bunch of games to Steam, and pretty much 
every Xbox game will be on Steam going forward. Big news. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Death Stranding. Watch the trailer. I put out a video. Oh, uh, so me, and, me and Jazz has some things to say about that. Um, our Xbox. E- this is our Xbox E3 2019 preview show. It is. I did a video. Jez did a article just released today. You guys should go check it out. Um, but we're going to talk about what we expect to sh- see at this year's Xbox show, right? Two hours long, supposedly. I'd say it's more about an hour 50 or an hour and like 50 minutes. I don't think it'll run the full exactly two hours, but I think it'll be their longest and biggest ever. They have a lot to show. Um, it says, yeah, Rand, you should definitely change Man of Million Achievements because you're full pony now. Change it to Man of Trophies. I don't care about trophies. Trophies might as well not exist on PlayStation. The only thing that matters is gamer score and achievements. I don't think I even have a trophy yet. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, you know, all that good stuff. I mean, tons of things to talk about. Gears 5 release date. Um, like from Marcus himself crazy stuff but um before we get going i'd uh, ask everybody hey we got 300 people in here already make sure you guys hit the like button share this out wherever you share things whether it's twitter or facebook and if you're new here if it's your first time don't forget to uh hit that subscribe button i'd appreciate it but before we get into the topics um gotta talk about the games we played most important thing about video games are the games I like talking about the games we play before we get into the to the uh, topic list. Um, Jez, what have you played this past week? Not a whole lot new. I've been very, very busy with work, so I've just been playing Minecraft here and there. I'm building Helm's Deep. As you know, it's going to take months, what I've got planned. It's going to take months. But I feel good about it. And it's the first time that I went into the nether in Minecraft, and I realized I'm years late to that party. But my God, was it stressful. Have you ever <laughs> been to the nether in Minecraft? I Yes, I have. I've actually been to the nether in Minecraft, yes. That is a stressful place. Mm. There's pitfalls, there's lava, there's flying ghost things that shoot fireballs, and all sorts of crazy stuff. But yeah, I went there, and it was fun with my brother. It was a really great time. Um, other than that, I finally hit World Tier 5 in the division, finally. Um, so try, we're trying to get eight people together to, um, do the raid because there's no matchmaking. There's no matchmaking on the raid. Yeah, and, I know. And, it, when you people were upset about that, right? But when you are, when you are my age or our age, I should say in, in a full-time job and all of your friends have full-time jobs and kids. Getting eight people together is really hard. With no matchmaking, it's so hard. So, like, I don't think that's ever going to happen unless they add matchmaking or they. Well, like, Xbox flexible. has this handy thing called LFG. It does actually. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. use that. Yeah, they they implemented that a while back. Kind of worked out considering Des- the Destiny one and two didn't have matchmaking for raids. I think they maybe might have. Matchmaking for raids now and two. I'm not sure. I haven't played two in a while. I actually uninstalled both Destiny games. Never playing another Destiny game ever again. Destiny 3. They can announce Destiny 3. It could look like the greatest thing of all time. I am not playing it. I'm done. I said that, I said that after Destiny 1 and I still ended up getting Destiny oh, 2. I'm done. I'm done. They, they like fooled me once. You know, shame, shame on me. 
No, fool me once, shame on you. No, how's the saying? <laughs> I can't even remember the saying now. <laughs> fool me once, shame on you, because yeah. because you made a mistake. Fool, no, no, no. See, I got it wrong now, but I'm drinking, so it's fair. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on you, Bungie, for tricking mm-hmm. me. Fool me twice, shame on me, because I was dumb enough to be fooled by it. And I ain't getting oh, fooled I- again. I'm done with Destiny. And Bungie used <laughs> to be my favorite developer. So I'm I'm on the second one right now. They fool me one, fool me twice. Shame on me. So if they fool me thrice, I don't know what what happens then. What happens then when he's fooled me? I thrice? don't know. I don't know. Chat. What happens when uh you get fooled three times thrice? Who who who's at fault there? Um, <laughs> but I'm done. I'm done. They used to be my favorite developer. I mean, they made my favorite franchise, Halo, and I just I can't get into Destiny. But uh, yeah. So 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 is it just it's just Division and some Minecraft? Anything else? No, honestly, that's it. I've, um, no, that's it. I helped my girlfriend kill a boss in Super Mario Brothers Deluxe on the Switch. So that's it. Mm. I'm sure there must, there must be something else I've played this week. I remember off the top of my head, I remember thinking, oh, I'll talk about it on the podcast, but I can't even remember what it was now. I swear, this week has been just nuts. Just so crazy. Like this morning when they broke that news about the Xbox Game Pass for PC thing, I was like literally five minutes from going live on stream. So I had to drop what I was doing. Me and Matt got up three articles really quick. We were one of the first websites to do it. Because I, I I mean, I saw a few people teasing there was going to be an announcement. And Brad Sam sounded like he was preparing to leak it. And like then Microsoft jumped on it and did it first. And then, um, so, but then as soon as we got the articles up, the site went down for two hours. What? Yeah, Windows so was, Central went down for two hours. You got to talk to your, uh, whoever hosts your uh, website on that one. Apparently they traffic. Yeah, they're getting they're getting hacked DDoS or something for some some other website on our ISP is getting attacked by hackers right now. And it's taken out everything, apparently. So there's that. Oh, and I've um I've been back on World of Warcraft around. I'm sorry. Of course you have. Of course you have. Isn't like World of Warcraft Classic out or something like that? Uh World of Warcraft Classic's coming out in August, I think. I have no idea why anyone wants to play it, but you know, nostalgia's a hell of a drug, man. Like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft Classic was straight up broken, yeah. You know, like and, and like if anyone anyone here in the chat is probably going to be like, oh no, Classic was better. Classic was better. That didn't play Classic as much as I played it. Okay, I played that shit hardcore. I played that hardcore. World of Warcraft Classic was broken, man. The whole specs that just weren't viable. There were there were damage rotations that literally consisted of pressing one button. You raid for four hours pressing one button. Do you remember how boring? Can you imagine how boring that is? I knew people who bound their World of Warcraft damage rotation to their mouse wheel, so they could literally scroll to deal damage and just stand there scrolling the wheel. They didn't even have to click. <laughs> so, yeah, classic was not good. Classic um, was not good. But, but people, people really want it though. It's it's gonna be. Um, see, there's people in the chat now. Well, classic was way better than modern. Wow, it's hot garbage. You're wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it is what it is, you know. But there's they're still working on Modern Warfare too. So there's a new there's a new raid dungeon coming out soon, and um, we're gonna sort that out. I'm gonna kill some new bosses. I just have to keep coming back to it because believe it or not, Rand, my biggest article of 2019 is about World of Warcraft this year so far. Actually, really? No. no, actually no. The the Xbox One Sad Edition name leak is the biggest. World of Warcraft's the second biggest. Hmm. So I have to write about that game now, which is so weird. 
Yeah, you know, every time I kind of I kind of always zone out when you talk about World of Warcraft. I just hear the you know the stuff from uh, like the Peanuts. You know, like like I just it just goes one in one ear out the other. I don't I just don't care. I just don't That's care because about World you Warcraft. you don't know a good game when you see it, Ryan. That's your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's true. That's what people you only tell me. Like, you only like walking simulators. Yeah, that's, that, that's exactly true. That's the only thing I like. I only like walking sims. But yeah, likes walking sims. So what have I played? Yeah. Not really much. Uh, I'm kind of in a gaming funk. Didn't like Days Gone that much. It didn't really care for Rage 2 that much. I really liked Plague's Tale. Uh, I played Void Bastards this week. Have a video up for anybody that wants to watch it. It's on Xbox Game Pass Day 1 which is great. Um, I wanted to like the game because it looks so good. It looks like a comic book come to life. But I just don't care for the roguelite procedurally generated genre. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I I like it in like short bursts sometimes. Like I really like Dead Cells, for example. But at the same time, I get like <laughs> burnt out really easily. Like I was really enjoying Everspace. I like, I like space games. But the roguelike stuff just it gets boring somehow. I don't know. It's hard to, well, it's it's hard like, I was enjoying Void Bastards for the first couple hours. Like it was kind of cool. Um, like the the drive to like explore, get materials, upgrade your weapons, build new stuff. Mm. And then it was always like the goal is to basically reach these parts, and you're supposed to like kind of like escape the nebula. But it just became that you're like, okay, you get the parts and now you got to get something new. So you got to jump a whole bunch of different spaces and get these parts. And I eventually got to like pretty close to the end. And I was just, I died a few times. And at that point, I was just like, I don't care anymore. You know, it's, it's not my type of game. If it was, I'd probably love it. I, I see some reviews where people are like, this game's amazing because I love this, the genre it's in. So if you like roguelites and procedurally generated stuff, you might really like Void Bastards. Um, and I see Saltiest Gaming in chat. He said, Out, Outer World, Outer Wilds, not to be confused with Outer Worlds, getting good scores too. That also came out in Game Pass. Um, so if you're looking for games to play, uh, you know, you can check those out if you're a subscriber. Um, but man, I just want to say thanks everybody for turn, you know, showing up today. Like 450 already in chat. A lot of people here Hyperlight Drifter, DJ Singh, Saltiest Gaming, uh, Sam Tolbert, TJ Guyver. Man, uh, I just like scroll through and see all the names, and I'm just always extreme, extremely happy and uh, you know blessed that a bunch of people want to show up and listen to me and Jez talk about video games for whatever like, reason. It's crazy. I love, I love our community that we're building up on this channel. It's like these are these are the good people that make me not hate my job. <laughs> yeah, like it's like sometimes when like my articles get posted on Reddit or Reset or, or wherever, like and some people link me the comments like, "Oh, look at well, look look what these people are saying about you." It makes me really hate my job. <laughs> but then like I come on Twitter and like nice people follow me there and you guys in the chat and it makes it all makes all the pain worth it. And dude, I'm already a little bit drunk because. I'm on an empty stomach, and I think this whiskey bottle has been well, good. We need, we need junk, really long we need junk dress because we got a lot to talk about. But yeah, it's a gunstar. He always stalks, stalks me every week asking me if there's going to be a podcast. I see you, Pat, man. What's up, Smooth? I watched your video earlier, your stream. What is Xbox? Smooth doesn't like the idea of Xbox games going to Steam. He's not a fan of that, which I knew. you know. And I've, I've been kind of hitting the, the Smooth lately. I'm like, 
Get used to the idea, kid. Wink, wink, because it's happening. Get used to the idea, because it's going to happen. Shout out to James. <laughs> listening to the show all the way at Redmond. You never know who's listening to the show. So, yeah, Void Bastards, check it out if you got Game Pass. I did play a round of Hunt Showdown on a game preview. Um, didn't really care for it, but I haven't put out a video yet because, well, I'd be a fraud if I put out a video talking about a game that I played for 12 minutes and only played one round. And I'm not a fraud. There are other people out there that might put out reviews for games after playing for 12 minutes or an hour, but I'm not one of them. So I'm going to go, and if I still have any desire to actually play some, you know, Hunt Showdown, you know, maybe get a couple more hours in, I'll put out a video. What did you think of that game? Because, like, I got I, I got a key for Hunt Showdown. I've installed it, but I haven't tried it yet. Uh, it doesn't look good on Xbox at all. Like, I know it's a looker on PC. Whew, it does not look good on the Xbox. Wow. Like, I was kind of shocked by how bad it looks, and Crytek usually makes good-looking games. But I don't know. Like, it's just like, you you, you can either play solo with a friend. So I played it with my buddy, Mr. Black Magic. You spawn in, the two teams of five. The goal is to, like, find these clues. You find three of the clues, and they lead you to this monster, like a butcher you have to kill. And you kill the butcher, and then you got to extract, right? But... You can get killed by any time by any of like the zombies around. So it's like a mixture of PvE versus PvP. Um, so I don't know. It just I just didn't care for it. The aiming was kind of crappy. It looked kind of crappy. Uh, there's like an element of you're supposed to. It's supposed to be tense because like you're you you can lose your if you die in the in in the in the game. You lose that character, that hunter you built up, and you lose the weapons that you have for him. Mm. Um, which so it's supposed to add to the tenseness of it, but they can't, they turn that off for the first like sixteen levels. Um, but yeah, I I have to play it some more uh, before I can really form an opinion on it. But first impressions, you know, uh, don't really care for it. But um, so that's it. Um, in a gaming funk, kind of sit. Get, turn on the xbox late at night and i'm just like i don't know what to play i don't i, I don't know what to play but hopefully that'll change soon so let's delve into some of these topics and i figure a good starting point will be death stranding because i think this is going to be pretty interesting um because i know there's going to be a really split opinion like i know saltiest gaming in chat he <laughs> he thinks kojima's a hack and he's uh, and he he made a video making fun of Death Stranding where he put the scene where the guys were running away, you know, and with the Benny <laughs> Hill music, right? So uh, that's, that's mean. So there is that that sense of like people are like, this looks like shit, garbage, right? Um, I put out a video and I am excited for the game, Jazz. I I am excited. Because it's different. And yeah, I don't know I don't know everything about the game, you know, like we do with Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, whatever. But there's something exciting about the unknown. Because as I said in my video, um like I look at a, I look at Call of Duty Modern Warfare and I know exactly what to expect from that game. I look at Gears 5 and I know exactly what to expect from Gears. You know, I look at Borderlands 3, you know what you're getting. My point is you know what you're getting with a lot of these games. 
there's a cookie cutter mentality to the AAA video game industry. Nobody really wants to take risks. Everybody kind of wants to stick to the same formula. Kojima, whether it's because of his pedigree or Sony giving him creative freedom, seems like he just created a weird game with like a screwed up sci-fi setting, right? Where you're pulling 80 foot ladders out of a backpack where you can actually just pee on command and all these different things. Like, so I'm watching that trailer and I'm just like, you know what? This is so weird and so different. I'm into it, dude. I'm excited. November 8th. I'm there. What do you think, Jazz? Man, I'm a, I'm a huge Kojima fanboy. Like there's no, it's hard to really put into words how much, reverence i have for his games like Gear solid one was you know it was just incredible at the time like i never experienced anything like it it's so 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 memorable and i think like one of the things kojima does really well is making his games memorable like a lot of a lot of the games that you play nowadays they just ain't really memorable because they're developed with telemetry in mind and they're developed with like a, a telemetry is like hurting games i think because like developers look at a game and see like, oh, people didn't use this feature, let's cut it out. But Kojima's like, no, leave it in. Because even if you don't use those weird gadgets and those weird features he puts in his games, it gives you, even if you just use it once, it makes the game more memorable. Like Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, I remember there was, um, there was a whole cutscene dedicated in Metal Gear Solid 4 to um, this like steel drum with rusty holes in it. And it was like, oh, you can roll around in this drum and you can roll down a hill in this drum. And it was like the weirdest, most random feature that I could ever imagine being put in a game. But it's all those little things that make his games memorable. And um, it's just the sort of the Kojima feeling, you know, it, it makes the world feel like it has depth and it makes the world feel a bit more believable, even if it's stuff you don't click on, you know. And, um, and this, I've used this argument for like Mass Effect 2 um as well because like in mass effect ea 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 released some data a while ago where it was like oh well only 30 percent of people played renegade so like in ea's mind the telemetry is telling them it's not worth us including a renegade path but the thing is the fact that you had a renegade path added weight to your paragon choices because it's like i chose this decision and now it's more memorable. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Kojima gets that bit of game development, which I feel like he's being lost in a sea of data. And Microsoft is so, so guilty of this, where they, they look at telemetry and think, like, we should remove this because not many people are using it. Where, like, just the knowledge that it's there makes it better sometimes. And Kojima has that fine art appreciation for the details and character building and all that sort of stuff and you know all of these games are memorable to me like even i hated Metal Gear solid 5 but like it's like that's konami's fault like you get to a point in Metal Gear solid 5 where it just you can just tell konami pulled the plug and it's sort of it's really sad you know and i feel like kojima's been given creative freedom here like to do basically whatever he wants and i know that when kojima's given freedom we get, you know, we get good stuff. Like, I think Metal Gear Solid 3 is a masterpiece. I think it might, it's not my favorite game ever made, but I think it might be one of the best games ever made. 
Uh, Gunstar says in Super Chat, Kojima capacity ozone hole with his ego. He's got a big ego. He's a big creative. He deserves a big right? ego. He's a and, genius. Uh, genius. Well, a genius. So, there, so there was something that uh, on the website they talked about like different things. They explained the game more. And slow-mo in chat says, I like how it said killing your enemies isn't always the best solution. Kind of reminds me of Undertale. I really like that fact too, right? Uh, that killing your enemies always isn't the best and never really is. So there might be some elements of stealth. Uh, stealth. Now, I saw somebody in chat saying that, uh, oh, what about Days Gone or Spider-Man? Those aren't cookie cutter because they're Sony? No, those two games are, are cookie cutter as well. Uh, Spider-Man, like, Days Gone was exactly what I expected from it. Uh, and it was very mediocre. Spider-Man was, it, I, Spider-Man was exactly what I thought Spider-Man was going to be. It just was a really good game, though. So... I'm just saying, when you watch a trailer, like for for the Call of Duty, because we'll talk about Call of Duty in a bit. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to get with this Call of Duty game. You know what you're going to get. You played what 15 Call of Duty games at this point. You know what you're getting with Call of Duty. You you're going to play Gears Five. You know what Gears Five is going to bring. We played these games, and there's a sense of just you know that uh, sameness permeating through. So when I see Death Stranding, it's like, okay, it's so crazy. I'm totally in for it. And you know what? This is going to bother a lot of people. And I'm not saying it's going to be my game of the year, but I'm going to go on a limb and say it's going to win game of the year because people love game journalists who vote on that award are going to give that game good store. Good. And it's going to, yeah, they're going to give, they're going to give that game good scores. It's going to be nominated and it's going to win. So a lot of people may be shocked right now. I'm telling you, Unless the game is just like complete garbage when it comes out, like it doesn't work, or it's just like this huge like troll or something, right? Mm. But uh, yeah, don't be surprised if that game is nominated for game of the year, especially with Last of Us supposedly being delayed to 2020. It's wide open. It's completely wide open. I don't think there's a big uh, Nintendo game this year. Pokemon. Uh, nobody Pokemon ain't winning no game of the year or jazz. You, you don't know. Pokemon ain't what winning if, nothing. Okay. What, what if what if Kojima was consulting on the new Pokemon and it was actually like Kojima fied Pokemon? No. And it had like a subversive. There's sub no part. Zelda. There's no Mario. I don't think for for <laughs> Switch this year. Uh, I don't so, unless I'm mistaken. I don't really know no, much. No, no, about, there is a Zelda for this. There year. is a Zelda. Okay. The, the remake of the is it the first Zelda? Like they, uh, they've, they've sort of remastered the first Zelda game. The two I don't know. I don't see this is the thing. This is why I don't talk about Nintendo very much on my channel because I don't know anything that's going on with Nintendo. It's kind of like when you watch certain people do Xbox predictions who clearly have no idea what's going on with Xbox. Like I watched a guy who said that Halo Infinite was going to come out this year in his predictions. <laughs> Excuse me. Have you been paying attention to what's going on at Xbox? Yeah. Pe people called huh? me out yesterday because I said, cause po they had that Pokemon press conference, right? And I was like, Oh my God, they didn't talk about sword and switch, um, sword and shield. And they were like, uh, and they were like, Oh, they're, um, they're, they're doing that next week. But I didn't know that. Cause I weren't like, I wouldn't pay attention so much to that because it's not my job. I don't cover Nintendo. So yeah, I don't care about Nintendo, so I'm not up on the Nintendo stuff. But I'm just saying it's funny to see people uh, want to reach a bigger audience and they'd be like, Xbox E3 predictions, and you listen to it, and it's just like, does this guy know anything about anything about Xbox? Even I listen to Podcasts Unlocked a little bit. Uh, you know, Ryan McCaffrey has it, and outside of him, the panel he had, you could tell. I don't think they've turned on an Xbox in years. 
it was it was hard to listen to you know mm. it was really hard to listen to um but yeah uh back to death stranding um so that's why i'm excited for the game um i'm just this is this 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 trailer was the first time that i actually became properly excited for the game and i felt like it sort of gave us a, a pretty a lot of people said like i still don't get what's going on but it's well, like yeah. you get more of an idea of what's going on now especially if you couple it up with the information they put on their website and stuff like that like it's got asynchronous multiplayer it's um you know basically it's another open world stealth game sort of um and like there will be combat and all that sort of stuff and you can yeah. just you can just if you're familiar with kojima's work you just it's easy to put it on faith you know if you, if you care about kojima's old stuff it's easier to put a lot of that stuff on faith you know yeah and I, i'm i'm totally willing to put a kojima game on faith you know i trust the guy and you know i really like the art in his games and the the character delivery and the cinematography and everything like his games are just a work of art and, and like you say it's something different you know yeah well shout out to snazzy crowd 1212 for the super chat appreciate it man um but yeah so like here's the thing i always give my opinions about stuff right and they're mine i don't i don't like fake anything i'm not fake you know so when i say i'm excited for it you know take that for what it's worth um i'm too dumb to but uh, but i'll be the first it, look if i play if i play that stranding and it's bad <laughs> i i'll be the first one to say it's bad like just because I'm excited for something doesn't mean I won't trash it later. I'm not that type of person, but I just wanted to give my reasons why I watched that trailer and I'm excited to play it on November 8th. It, it's something different at a time where I currently feel and I'm in a gaming funk. Maybe part of that has to do with me being in a gaming funk. Maybe if I wasn't, I'd look at that stranding and be like, eh, it's, it's overrated. But right currently right now, it's like nothing really exciting me. The last few games I played outside of Plague's Tale were just average at best, right? But, you know, it's funny because people call me a, Stone, a Sony stand, like an undercover PlayStation fan. And yet I was, I was, I don't like Days Gone at all. You know, yeah, sure. I enjoyed God of War and Spider-Man and stuff, but like Days Gone was, ugh. I forced myself to beat that game and spend 50 hours into it. I wanted to drop that game after 10 hours. I was ready to make a video destroying Days Gone because it wasn't that good. But it is what it is. Um, so Death Stranding, can't wait to see what it actually is on November eighth. <laughs> Smooth says Kojima's overrated, and look, I I, I understand. I understand why people have that. Like a lot of people do not like Kojima, and a lot of people do not like this trailer and don't like the game. And I I understand. I I get it, man. I completely understand. Like I here's the thing. You don't see me going into your Twitter mentions if you're if you're tweeting, I think Death Stranding looks like garbage. Who cares about this? You don't see me tweeting you being like you're wrong. Because that's your opinion. I'm fine with mine. I'm I'm oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm perfectly happy with my opinion, and I don't let others' opinions affect how I feel about something. I I like Death Stranding. You know, uh, it doesn't matter to me that other people who say they don't like it. It doesn't affect me one bit. I'm not going to go and tell you why you should like it. But man, I made that video and sure enough, within seconds, I had people on Twitter being like really upset at the idea that I liked it. I, but you don't see, I mean, 
You don't, I don't know. It's like, I literally made a video about Gears 5 and how it could be Game of the Year candidate. Nobody says anything about me me standing hard for Gears or Microsoft, right? But the second I say, I kind of like that stranding, boom, here comes the incoming, you know, stupid shit. You know, it's like, well, you didn't say anything about Gears 5. No, so... it's just not about me for some reason. I've constantly... I've constantly said, what, what's my, what's my, you should know this. And maybe most of the people in chat here uh, will as well. What's my most anticipated game for this entire year and has been this entire Ori. year? Ori, Ori 2. Ori. Ori 2. My most anticipated game. And I said, even in that video, I'm, if Ori 2 and Death Stranding are coming out the same day, I'm playing Ori 2. I think Ori 2 is going to be a better game. I think Ori 2 is going to be nominated for game of the year. I don't see anybody saying anything against that. Like, oh, you haven't, nobody's telling me, slow your roll, Rand. Calm down. You haven't played Ori 2, so you need to hold back on the hype. Who are you to tell me that? Who are you to tell me what I can or cannot say on my own YouTube channel? Come on. Come on. All right, moving on, moving on. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh... So it's coming out October 25th. I've been told, and it looks like it's going to be true, that it's basically, you know, no more Russian, the level for Modern Warfare 2, but as an entire game. And um, the big news to me, like, yeah, another Call of Duty, not a surprise, is coming out. The campaign's back, which means I will buy this one. I didn't buy Black Ops 4 because it didn't have a campaign. This one has a campaign. I will buy it, and I will play it. I don't care about the multiplayer. I've never cared about the multiplayer in a Call of Duty game. I don't care. I play Call of Duty for the campaign. I know I'm weird. Sue me. Right? But has crossplay at launch between consoles and PC, presumably Xbox, PS4, and PC. Dauntless just came out and has crossplay at launch between Xbox, PS4, and PC. And they even have icons for each platform you're playing on so you know if they're on PC and all that stuff. Yep. Is the crossplay damn about to break? Or is it is it like now officially open for business? Because with Call of Duty having crossplay between consoles, I think anything's possibility at this point. I think like it's still it's still it still feels like it's um it's only the big players who seem to be able to chip down this wall yet. Like it's it still feels like there are probably some clauses in the licensing for smaller games where they can't seem to cut through it because wasn't there a smaller game where there were re- a smaller game dev recently was saying we wanted to add crossplayer but sony wouldn't wouldn't make it happen for us you know and they were basically calling them out for the double standard of doing it for fortnite but not them i can't remember who it was now so i apologize for that but do you remember what i'm talking about what there was a smaller dev who was oh, called oh, uh, Wargroove, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, there you go. So Wargroove, Wargroove was calling out Sony for not allowing them to have crossplay. I mean, so I think like it's still going to be restricted to bigger devs for 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 the time being. But it does feel like eventually it's going to become too ridiculous for them to not just support everyone. But it's it's annoying because <clears throat> um, I just bought one of my siblings with an Xbox so we could play together. And now they're going to be able to play with me on their Xbox, on their PlayStation. Damn it. Money wasted. 
cross play is the thing. I saw the the, the post by Dauntless where they said sixty percent of all the parties made in Dauntless were of cross play. See, that's a point. Dauntless is a smaller game, but they got cross play. So well, maybe Daunt- it's going down. Well, no, Daunt- So this is the thing with Dauntless. It's published by Epic. Oh really? There's currently three <clears throat> games on PlayStation that have full cross play with Xbox and PS4. Two of them happen to be published by Epic. So it's no I mean, I think, yeah, it's 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 developed by somebody else, I think Phoenix Labs, but it's published by Epic, and they clearly yeah. have the political maneuverings to make Sony bend the knee. Is that what Sony bend the knee to crossplay? But yeah, now that Call of Duty is supposedly doing it. I can imagine like all the big, like, you know, the battlefields. Cause, cause look at, you're already hearing battlefield five is removing modes because there's not enough players. Like they're removing front lines and domination. They had to remove duos from firestorm. Oh yeah. So and that's basically because not enough people are playing battlefield five because not a lot of people bought battlefield five. But if you combine the user base of Xbox and PlayStation, well, you wouldn't necessarily have to remove those modes. I, I like, you know, I'm reviewing the Division Two at the minute, and I realize I'm a couple of months late on this. But I really wanted to get into the end game, and like do the game properly instead of just rush through it in 20 hours and be like, "Yeah, it's good," or at least it seems good because so much of what the Division is is the service and the end game stuff. And in like in the Division Two, you have to progress through the world tiers to get to the real end game, and to progress to the world tiers. You have to do like all the missions on each world tier, or at least a couple of missions, and then a stronghold. If you try matchmaking for for these these this stuff on the different world tiers, it it only pulls you with people who are also on that world tier. There's nobody bloody doing it. If you're behind the curve, because everyone's on world tier five already who is still playing it. So like, if you're behind the curve, you can't find anyone to do that stuff. And like, crossplay would help solve that problem because there'd be a bigger pool of gamers. You know. So I think like for the industry to grow and evolve, crossplay crossplay has to be a thing. You know. Because the, the amount of players is it's gameplay, you know. You wouldn't have been able to have <clears throat> you wouldn't have been able to have games like Battle Royale with hundred players if there was no one playing it. And we've seen like other Battle Royale games totally flop because no one was playing it. Like um Cliffy B's Battle Royale. Yeah, the uh, the Radical Heights game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always said crossplay is more about helping out developers r- realistically for their games than, uh, you know, it benefits like Xbox or PlayStation. Like, um, and with the with, with Dauntless publishing their stats, it's like, I know a lot of people always go around and say, well, who really cares about <clears throat> crossplay? You don't really see much about it. But the people that care about crossplay aren't really talking on Twitter. Uh, or or making YouTube videos, and clearly people want it because sixty percent of parties made were crossplay. So people want to play with their friends, and I think we're at this point now in the industry where they just want the walls to come down. And if you want to play an Xbox, you can you can play an Xbox. If you want to play in PlayStation, you can play in PlayStation. But you're going to play together, and they you know been fighting for this, and that's what it looks like it's going to happen. Now, as for Call of Duty Modern Warfare itself. Um, do you like the idea of this being no, like no more Russian, a level where you, you know, the infamous modern warfare two level where you go through an airport and kill people, innocent people, because you're undercover. I've been told, and it looks like it's true, uh, from the people reporting on the game that they basically built a whole game out of that. 
I'm I, I, I just wonder if that's crossing the line. Like, am I going to see on October 25th when this game comes out a segment on Fox News with Tucker Carlson talking about how Call of Duty is turning our our, our young boys and, and girls into terrorist sympathizers because it has scenes where you have to kill innocent people, you know? Because I'm, you know, we already have the government looking into video games like the loot box stuff. The, the, the guy from uh, Congress writing a bill which would ban loot boxes or heavily regulate them. Like, this thing about the government, mm. you allow them to get in, they, they'll get in and then they'll take a part of what they want. And you, you don't want that. So it's like, while I would appreciate like some fine storytelling, uh, but like, is. I don't know. Like I hear about some of the stuff with call of duty. I'm just like, yikes, dude. Yikes. Like if there's a scene where you're killing people and you're running people over because you need to like, you know, stay undercover uh, and you're just killing innocent people. I don't know how that's going to go over. Uh, like that kind of worries me to a certain degree that the game will just be politicized. And then, you know, come October, it'll just be used for political fodder, which is not something I want to see whatsoever. Any uh, any thoughts on that? Hang on a sec, Rand. I've just got to sort something out. See, this is this is what I'm talking about when like work is just crazy at E3. Oh, but oh. uh, I just I just got hit with a message. But like, were you talking about the con the controversy about using that no Russian level or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so basically, I was I was told before this game came out that uh, that it would basically be no more Russian the level but as an entire game and i am not in favor of censorship whatsoever i also don't want to see games get censored because the government is forced to step in like we live in a very uh mm. you know a political uh, you know, you, 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 i don't political, know what to say trig- triggered politically time everyone's triggered right now i mean i'm going to play it regardless and maybe they tell a great story but i'm just there, there's a part of me that's concerned i ain't gonna lie I don't I want to see video tread. games get regulated by the government. They should you know? tread carefully because they could they could bring bring some kind of hammer down. Like I know, like it's especially, I mean, not even in America. Like it's it's particularly sensitive in in Europe. Like Gunstar just said in chat, German games are massively censored. They're less censored now than they have been in the past, but um, there's still there's still a, a strong sentiment in Germany that shooters cause violence there's a really really strong sentiment in this country about that you know but um and uh especially like all the terrorist stuff that's been happening in europe and 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 all that sort of stuff like to glo to glorify or gamify that in any way could bring about a massive backlash and for me i'm all for it let me kill all the civilians in a video game in a video game Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not about censorship at all, but I'm just saying, like, Activision has a responsibility as a massive publisher, as a massive publisher with one of the biggest platforms in the form of Call of Duty. They have a responsibility not to screw up the whole industry just because they want to have some controversial press, and they love that controversial press. They loved it when they released the no, the no Russian level before, and they're gonna love it again this time around as well. They love it. They love the controversy. But like EA with the whole loot boxes thing, EA pushed too far on the loot boxes. They put it into a core Star Wars franchise, and now you've got governments getting involved trying to regulate things. Activision could do the same thing. 
you yeah. know, and, and like Renat in twenty two says in chat, Generation Snowflake, you know. And it, this everyone's a snowflake. It's like this that is an indictment of either side. All sides are snowflakes right now. And like everyone everyone thinks like their way is the best way. And um if if there's there if there if there are political points to be scored out of anything, people want to do it these days. And that will and if you, if Activision makes this too dodgy, they will try and score political points on this. Yeah. Everyone will. I, I like what Sam Tolbert has to say in chat. He says, here's my thoughts. If done right, this could be insanely thought-provoking and powerful. I'm not sure I trust Infinity Ward to pull it off or the general audience to understand it. And I completely agree with that. Like, I'm down for some thought-provoking, you know, uh, campaign and, and Call of Duty that deals with, the you know, the things that counterterrorism people have to go through and how they have to sacrifice their morality, uh, you know, maybe kill a few innocent people here because what's what's a couple lies in the grand scheme of millions of lies? Like, there's a story you could tell there that could be incredibly compelling. I'm just not sure Activision and Infinity Ward are the ones to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, like, there's... So that that's kind of my thing on it, but I'll be playing on October twenty fifth. Um, but moving on, we're going to talk about uh, well the Xbox stuff because this is the big news. I'm sure this is why a lot of people um, tuning in because then nobody wants to hear me and just talk about video games. You want to hear about Xbox <laughs> stuff? Um, so let's start with Xbox Game Pass on PC, and we'll work our way from there to Xbox games going on Steam to our E three preview of what you guys should expect to see at the show our predictions or whatever so game pass on pc uh not really a surprise they've talked about this satya uh before but they're going to be talking about it more uh come what uh, e3 um but basically that they already confirmed that 100 plus high quality pc games from over 75 content partners including bethesda deep silver devolver Paradox, Sega, and Xbox Game Studios will be joining the service. Now, it's interesting they mentioned Devolver Digital. Uh, you're going to be part of this because on, on Xbox console, we can't even get a goddamn Devolver Digital game to come to the store. They always skip Xbox. So it's that I saw Devolver as a partner, and I'm like, really? Can we get some Devolver games on the Xbox? What about Observation and uh, I think Katana Zero and, and, and Gris and stuff? But okay, either way. Um, so it's really no surprise that Game Pass is coming to PC. What is interesting um, is, uh, I think Brad said, Sam's had said, and you, you, you were kind of also we were talking about this beforehand that it sounds like it's going to be part of the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Sub, right, Jez? Yes, Brad Sam's. I, I haven't read exactly what he said, but someone on someone through our company said that he basically alluded to the fact that it would be tied up to old game pass ultimate which makes sense to me like if you've got an xbox and you don't really want to have the x the pc games for whatever reason then you can opt to not have it by just spending a little bit less and just getting game pass xbox game pass for xbox i mean what are they going to call xbox game pass now xbox game pass for xbox and then xbox game pass for pc xbox game pass for console xbox game pass for pc yeah, Boom, guess, done and dusted. I guess done and dusted. And Letha Papa's right. Let's get some likes. Red and Jazz always do a great job. Yeah, we have like 600 people here. Oh, thanks, man. We have 600 people here, 175 likes. If you're enjoying the show, if you're enjoying what me and Jazz are saying, or if you're not, 
you know, there's always a dislike button, but hit that like button, share this out and subscribe. Um, yeah. So it's just, this is just another thing about Xbox becoming a platform, right? It's no longer about the console. It's about the platform, uh, game pass coming to PC, presumably only on the windows 10 store, like their windows 10 store jazz. We're not, we're, we're not thinking that game pass will be coming to steam, right? No, I think like game pass is how they get gamers to use the windows store still because like people are saying like i've seen tom warren and some others put out an article that basically says oh no the windows 10 store is dead if like the games are coming to steam no one's ever going to use the windows 10 store but you know and you do repeat dead and all that sort of stuff but the the truth is this i believe this xbox game pass thing is going to be tied up to the windows store i think like in order to get game pass for pc you're going to need the windows store version and that's the whole reason they've decided to allow win 32 programs hit the windows store because up until now it was restricted solely to uwp apps which developers hate to develop for and now for an out of whiskey so that's a shame mm-hmm. breckenridge Brecken, this is not an ad or sponsor by the way but breckenridge a blend of straight bourbon whiskies with snow melt from the rocky mountains product of the us of a colorado Damn, nice whiskey. Is it? it? Is it? It is. Well, uh, we know what happens when Jez has a little something to drink in here. He might let something slip. So, <laughs> uh, my buddy Sub Zedox, I always say his name wrong. I'm just going to call him Zed. Uh, he says the Microsoft Store is not dead. So, I, 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 I agree with them, but I kind of don't. Um, their, their store is basically going to be okay, uh, do you want to play these games for cheap? through Xbox Game Pass? If so, you can use the store. But, I mean, in their post, they talk about bringing their games to Steam and even bringing their games to other stores, maybe even the Epic one. So when you give PC gamers that oppor- that chance, like, hey, Gears 5 is on Steam, you can buy it there for 60 bucks. Okay, so he says, you, you, UWP is dead, the store lives. I gotcha. Um, it's just another thing for Microsoft. Like, you're going to have... It's like, hey, you want to pay full price for Gears 5? You can do so at Steam. But if you want to pay super cheap for Gears 5 and get it through Game Pass, well, you can go through the Windows 10 store. Um, so that's it. So no surprise about Xbox Game Pass. They have more to share about it at E3. Now, the thing about Gears 5 coming to Steam, Jez, uh, they talked about how like, they basically want all or will put the rest of their exclusives on steam. Um, I mean, honestly, this isn't a shocker whatsoever. Like, no, we talked I mean, about this. We yeah, talked we, about this weeks ago, months ago. Yeah. I made a video months ago and it, I think it was literally called our gears five and halo infinite coming to steam day one. And it was like with master chief collection being announced for steam, the floodgates are open. There's no turning back now, especially when you have Xbox executives like Mikey Barr and Phil Spencer say what they want to do is give consumer choice. They want you to be able to play the games you want to play on the vice you want to play it on with the people you want to play it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard this for, I don't know, years now. Uh, the writing has been on the wall and it's in one master chief was announced for, Steam, everybody should have known this was going to happen. That's why I said yeah. Halo Infinite shoo-in for Steam. Absolute shoo-in. Like, 100% will be happening. 
And you know what? In my opinion, that's right for Halo as a franchise, right? Because, and I just wasn't sure if, you know, Gears would be ready to go to Steam, right? Uh, a lot of the other Gears games aren't on Steam. So I thought, well, it makes sense to put Halo Infinite on Steam because you're going to have the Master Chief collection on there. I just they wasn't sure they were ready. Yeah. What? I just I wasn't just sure Gears was ready, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But this is this is tied up to the the new development system they've developed for um that they're developed for uh oh shit, I lost my trail of thought. This pertains to what they delivered in the Windows Insider program a few months ago, where they, they were giving away State of Decay year zero for um user i can't remember what's called now year one edition maybe i can't mm-hmm. remember yeah they were giving away state of decay one for the windows store because they were testing out a new development system now some some people in the windows community took that to mean it was a windows core os system which is uh being developed to enable xbox games to come to pc but in reality that whole test with state of decay was to test bringing their development environment to Steam and bring Steam games to the Windows Store. It was more about Steam. And that version of State of Decay wasn't the Xbox version running on PC. It was the Steam version, which a lot of people have forgotten even exists. So that when they completed the deployment and development of that system, that was when it was certain to me that their games would start coming to steam because they don't invest in making that kind of system if they ain't going to use it you know so but what this means is not only will microsoft benefit from bringing their games to steam which is the biggest pc platform in the world and they'll benefit from the extra audience and extra extra cash that they can reinvest in their franchises on console too and uh in addition to that it means that games that are made for steam will be able to come to the Windows Store a lot easier than they have been in the past because devs don't like UWP. And like, like I remember a few years ago at Build, they showed off um, Project Centennial, which is a whole system that allows Win32 games to be ported to UWP. And they were like, yo, um, this is The Witcher 3 running UWP. We ported it using this great tool, but still devs didn't want to do it. So, like, the Windows Store has no games. And because the Windows Store has no games, nobody uses it. Because nobody uses it, um, it's terrible because there's low investment because there's no money in that department to reinvest in making it good. So, you know, it's it's all about improving access at the end of the day. Access for devs, access for gamers, giving them choice. Like, you don't want to buy the games, you can subscribe to the games, and that sort of thing. It's all about access, and that's how you grow your platform is improving access to it yeah so shout out to senior grims for the uh, super chat appreciate the support bro um yes i'm not surprised by this at all i i i knew it was coming i just wasn't sure if it would be coming with gears 5 um but you can't say you want them to play you know you want to be everywhere and you want people to play where they want and then you know offer master chief collection on steam and then suddenly not offer the other games i mean People need to come to the realization that Xbox no longer means a console. I've been saying this for I don't know how long now. Xbox is the platform. Console is one avenue of accessing said content. PC is another, whether it's through Steam or Windows 10 or the Epic Store. The mobile 
through xCloud will be another way. Maybe down the road, there'll be stuff on the Switch. That's what Xbox is trying to do. And they're following the Microsoft approach. What has Satya Nadella basically turned Microsoft into? A service-based company that is willing and able to put their content wherever the customer is. It's different than Balmer's uh, Microsoft that was literally, we need to bring the customers to us. And, well, you can't really argue with Nadella's strategy. Uh, Microsoft is what? Like, aren't they valued higher than they ever been, Jez? Like, their stock... Yeah, uh, their, their stock their stock valuation is... So... It, it's, it's around a trillion dollars. Yeah, so I see people saying, like, well, this is just because Xbox One failed. And, yeah, I don't think they... I mean, yeah, it wasn't a good generation for Xbox. But, in my eyes, this is this is what... Xbox is just becoming more in line with what Microsoft as a company is doing. Like Microsoft's vision is services everywhere and things everywhere. And Xbox is finally coming around to that. Um, Kits move says they need to bring tactics and age and Minecraft dungeons to Xbox. And that's the thing I will say, I will agree with you on that kid. Uh, I'm hundred percent with you on that. Look, if Xbox is PC and Xbox is console and Xbox is mobile, then all the games should be everywhere. There's no reasons for PC exclusives to stay on PC and not coming to Xbox, especially if you have keyboard and mouse support, which the Xbox does. So every time I bring this up, I always hear from people, well, you can't bring Age of Empires to console because you need keyboard and mouse to play it. And they can't do that. And I'm like, do we live in a different reality where Microsoft sold Connect games that required an accessory to play? Uh, mm. Them requiring a different input method Never stopped them before. So I agree with Kit's move on that. I 100% think Gears Tactics should be on PC day one, uh, as well as Age of Empires, even though I don't care about Age of Empires one bit. That game should be on Xbox. Forza Street should, even though I I couldn't care less about Forza Street. You need to treat both platforms the same. And I already know we're going to delve into, you know, oh, well, uh, gold. You need to pay for gold on the console, but not gold on the PC. Like, I understand that is another thing that is different. And to some people, it seems like you're almost penalized for playing on the console because you have to pay the fee to access multiplayer where on the PC you don't. And I don't know what to say to that. I've talked to people that I said, you need to get rid of this. You know, and they always say, well, subsidizes the console. Okay. I mean, I don't know what else to say, Jez. I mean, I, I, I don't have an issue with Halo Infinite being on Steam or more platforms. Hell, I want, I want Halo to become as great as it used to be. I want more people to experience Halo. I want more people to know about Ori, right? I want more people to play Gears. Like, I, I don't care. Like, a game being exclusive to a console doesn't make it great. Days Gone was exclusive to the PlayStation 4. Did it make it a, a good game? <laughs> no, it sure as hell didn't. Right? God of yeah. War would have been great if it was on PC as well. It's not the exclusivity of the console that makes games good. All that really does is kind of justify fans' purchase decisions. Like, I bought Xbox. These games are for me and for nobody else. So... I feel justified in spending $500 around about it. You know what I mean? So for me, as long as the game is on Xbox, I don't care where else it's at. I don't care if Halo Infinite's on the Nintendo Switch. I don't care if Halo Infinite's on the PlayStation. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. 
I, I I had someone in my um mentions earlier saying like why why should I buy an Xbox? And I was like he was like why why should I buy an Xbox all the games are on PC? And I was like, I don't know, why don't you buy a PC? And he said, I don't like gaming on PC. And I was there like, you well, go. there you go. There you there go. You go. Yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing. I don't get the mindset. Yes. So Microsoft is basically saying, look, you play where you want. This isn't, if you, if you don't want to get an Xbox console, but you still want to play Xbox games, you got PC, baby. It's right there for you. You can even play your games on Steam. Go right ahead. We'll put our games there. They'll probably be the best versions. And if you don't want to play on PC, we're still making the console. You can enjoy the games there. And if you don't even want to play on the console, you can want to play on mobile phones on iPads. It's there as well. <sighs> um, I don't know what else to say. It's 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 um. I mean, it's. I'm almost happy that this is out now. Right, I'm almost happy that you don't have to tiptoe around this, because it's basically out in the open. Like Xbox's strategy is finally, after years of them kind of teasing and being in the bushes around it, it's out there in the open. Now people know, Xbox is a platform. The games will be on Steam or they'll be on Xbox. Is there a reason to buy a console? That depends on you. Do you want the console? No, then buy a PC. Do you not want a PC? Then buy the console. It's not that hard of a thing to fathom. And sure, like I mentioned, it's not equal. You still got to pay for gold on console, which is BS. Uh, maybe that's something they rectify in the future. I don't know. Maybe it's a big megaton they have at E3 where they say they're removing the restrictions to gold. But clearly they're not going to because they just combined gold with Ultimate for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So I don't think it's going away. I think it's just one of those things where people are just going to have to bite the bullet and accept it. I don't know what else to say. I think the, un the only, the only like sort of downside, the only downside of the, the thing is like the stuff you mentioned where the games like tactics and age of empires haven't yet hit Xbox. Cause it's kind of like, you, Microsoft's almost contradicting themselves by not doing that. You bring you bring mouse and keyboard support to Xbox, but your only game that supports it is Sea of Thieves and Minecraft so far. Fortnite, like, I think, supports it, right? Or I mean, the, I, you, I mean, you I mean Microsoft game. games. Yeah. Oh, okay, like Halo Wars doesn't support it. Like, why not? And like, the only thing I can think of is that maybe they haven't finished setting up the APIs. Oh, sorry. And uh, maybe they're still sort of nervous about putting a game on PC that putting a game on Xbox that won't have controller support because obviously you could get a scenario where loads of people buy Edge of Empires, find that it doesn't have controller support because why would it? And um, you know, and then they get all upset because they can't play it because they don't have a mouse and keyboard or they don't have one of the expensive Razer wireless mouse and keyboards, which is so damn expensive. I mean, so, some some manufacturer out there. Make a cheaper wireless keyboard, please. 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 Um, please. <laughs> please for Xbox. But, you know, it's, uh, I would like Microsoft to actually pledge that for the, con the console guys because it does feel a bit like, uh, like, I understand where the people are coming from. Like the whole raw deal thing, like they have to pay for live and stuff like that. And yeah, the console's cheaper and stuff like that. But it still feels a bit, 
unfair in a, in, a, in some sort of way. Like once you once you bought the thing, you don't think about it anymore. You just sort of wonder, like, well, how come this PC guy can play Gears Five online with me and not have to pay for Xbox Live? You know. Yep, that is an issue too. I've talked about that before. Like the idea that like xbox users or console users have to pay for the subscription but then don't have the option to opt out of crossplay is ridiculous to me yeah you know like like i like see this whole sea of things thing the only thing i can think of is that microsoft hasn't finished the apis probably yet and like maybe like gears of war uses some kind of bespoke system and they've got like playlists to keep people separate whereas sea of thieves doesn't really have that basically microsoft needs to do something at a platform level to make it easier on devs to get that those cross-play options in if they if they're going to push this cross-play thing hard they need to keep the options in because cons the console is a very curated experience and like i like that about console you know i like that curated experience i don't like it when i jump into sea of thieves on my console and there's a dude there who's blatantly turning using a mouse He's like blatantly turning using a mouse. Like you can just tell from how fast they turn without sacrificing any accuracy. Like yeah, you, with a joy, with a controller, you can turn up the turn speed if you want the look speed, so you can turn faster. But damn, you ain't gonna be able to get the the same amount of accuracy because the the distance between your thumb and the pivot on the joystick is much longer than just stopping moving the mouse cursor. You know, it's just less precise. You know, so. They do need to put implement those systems, and they do need to give some sort of answer to like. So you're taking the money for Xbox Live and using that money to fund Gears Tactics, which is a PC game. Using that money to fund Gears Pop, which is a mobile game. Using that money to fund Minecraft Earth, which is a, which is a another mobile game, which we're not going to get. Like what? And now, now they've you've confirmed that all your games are coming to PC as well. So, like, is Xbox Live just subsidizing the cost of the console now? If it is, you need to come out and say that because the, va- the, value, proper- the value proposition in of itself is no longer there. So, I mean, that, that you can't even say, like, you're paying for the messages system and stuff because I can press Windows key and G and just get that straight up now for free. Like, the messaging stuff is totally free. And we know that it's free because it's full of spam bots. Yep, it totally <laughs> is. I get spam bots all the time. Thank God they have the, but they got smarter because there wasn't just the messages because people got message requests so you wouldn't see them. Now they comment on your achievements and your activity feed. It's like, yeah, bot bots, man. And I've got a guy called Seven Water Two Two Five One Nine spamming PyChain voice right now, and like out of the, just like out out of the um, out of the Windows Game Bar, I can't right click and block him. So the only way I can get to him is to accept his invite and then click on his profile. So sh- yeah, there should be there should be something where you can just block invites from people not in your friends list. Like it just doesn't show up, or yeah, it's they like, show or, up, but it doesn't give you a notification, right? Like yeah. the message request does. I think that'll that'll happen eventually. But, it's all or nothing right now. Like I can either block everyone or no one. So the thing I I, I look at the Steam thing, and um, I look at it as a net positive for the most part. Like I said, I don't care where the games are. I don't care that Halo Infinite's everywhere right i look at it as like okay so finally and maybe you could say like look i don't think my microsoft i don't think the games that microsoft made this gen sold well clearly like we haven't seen sequels to a lot of these games and if they sold well enough you're damn right we would have if sunset overdrive 2 knocked it out of the park you would 
you know, Sunset Overdrive 1, rather, you'd see Sunset Overdrive 2. You like, this this video game industry is a sequel factory. You have one successful game, you make another successful game, rinse and repeat. Microsoft, well, I think a lot of their plans were kind of crushed when they had the whole DRM thing and Sony kind of, you know, stabbed them in the heart with this is how you share games. So they got off on the wrong foot, didn't sell enough consoles. And because they didn't sell enough consoles and there was that backlash, a lot of their earlier games didn't sell very well. Rise, Sunset, uh, Recore, what have you, right? The games didn't sell well. So it's also business, right? Because those games didn't sell well, you don't get sequels, unfortunately. But if you're putting Halo Infinite on Steam, which has you know 200 million monthly active users, if you have Gears on Steam and Ori on Steam, and you make a new IP, there's a better chance now, you know, that those games could become franchises because more people are eventually going to buy them. Like I think Halo Infinite is going to be the biggest launch ever for an Xbox game. Like when mm-hmm. that launches day one on Game Pass on the console on Game Pass, on Windows 10, on Steam, on xCloud more than likely, it's probably going to be the biggest launch in Xbox Live history. I hope they are saving up and getting ready for the servers. But my point is, since more people are going to be buying the games, that could lead to, more than likely will lead to more games being made, more money funneled into game development, potentially more studio acquisitions, because Satya will see that gaming's making money. So more investments, a bigger budgets for games because now they have uh, more people to sell the games to. And that's just their strategy going forward. I mean, you can make, you can say, well, lol, Xbox fans didn't support Xbox. Uh, I mean, m- maybe, I mean, that kind yeah, people, look, Sunset Overdrive didn't get a sequel because nobody bought Sunset Overdrive. And the only people who could buy Sunset Overdrive were Xbox fans. I'm not saying every Xbox fan's here uh, to blame for that because you got to be interested in the game to buy it. Uh, but that's just the truth. It's a business, you know? And I, so to me, the whole Steam thing is, is nothing but good. Like, like I said, I've said constantly before, I haven't made the video yet because it's always in the back of my mind, but. I honestly have never been more excited about the future of Xbox. You know, there was a point where I was incredibly down about the direction Xbox was headed around 2017, Uh, early 2018. I, I honestly thought at some point they just would fade away. Like I, I I I am like, dude, I'm excited too, but I'm also like, I'm still kind of nervous. I'm still kind of like wondering how all this is going to come together. I'm still kind of wondering like if, Xbox truly understands like how much work they need to put in on their content strategy. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if they understand the, the full scope of it. And it comes back to what I was saying about Death Stranding, where like they just look at the telemetry. They decide if a game is good or bad based on user telemetry, which is faulty. It's a faulty way to think about art, you know. Because there are things that cannot be measured by telemetry. And this is one thing that Microsoft just doesn't understand. And they haven't understood it the whole time I've been covering Microsoft. That they, there's a human element to games and all their stuff. There is a human element that they are not measuring properly. And I kind of feel worried that they are still not measuring things properly. Like The, the thing is, they can have... 
they can have these insider programs they can do all these surveys but the thing is people don't know what they want you know <laughs> and you can't they can't tell you what they want because people aren't an expert they aren't an expert at what they actually want until they want it you know none of us know what the next big thing will be you know we see when touch screens were invented people were like that's stupid why would i want to tap on a touch screen i want to use my phone with my buttons man like my mom is still like that she refuses to use a touch screen but look at us now you're seeing as like daniel rubino made this point in one of his videos on on our youtube channel recently where it's like you're seen as weird if you don't have a smartphone now whereas like back then you were seen as a nerd if you had a smartphone and microsoft they still think like just because people are saying now something's bad or they're saying now people aren't using this stuff this is why they keep missing the boat on things changing now there are signs that they are willing to take risks like on that whole x cloud thing like nobody's really saying they want they want to have you know laggy stream stream games on their touchscreen phones nobody's really saying that but they're banking on the idea that they can make it work like they believe that hololens and augmented reality could be the next inflection point for computing you know if they can bring the price down that's fair enough that they're taking that risk but i'm just worried that the creative people at microsoft they don't they they think of games too much like products and not enough like art that's my worry that the the human element is is somehow missing in that creative art process it's hard I mean, to explain what i mean no i, I know exactly so what you mean. it's a feeling it's just a feeling i have i can't measure it i can't really write about it because i can't quantify what i'm feeling because it's it's an art thing that i don't think they get you know well, i i feel you i feel you but i'm just <clears> saying for me personally i was incredibly down for xbox i didn't know what the future held and seeing the direction they're going in uh, and what they're doing, it excites me. I, I couldn't go into next generation with Microsoft's first party studios being 343, The Coalition, Rare, and Mojang. I couldn't do it. I, I'd be like, this is literally going to be a repeat of the Xbox One generation. It's going to be, which in my opinion, like, I mean, if you're ranking the consoles, this is like underneath Xbox 360. But I see what they're doing. I understand what they're doing. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. But there is, of course, just because I'm excited doesn't mean, you know, like, I think it's all going to turn out great. I still have questions. Can Microsoft make a, a game like art like you're talking about? Like that element? Do they know what they're really doing? Uh, you know, is their strategy sound? Um, and I'll probably make a video to go over a little bit about that. But yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, Shout out to the 615 people watching. We appreciate all of you, everybody chatting. Uh, don't forget, if you're enjoying the show, uh, hit that like button. We got 247 likes. I would just love for it right now to just bump all the way up to 300 uh, and 16 dislikes. So, hey, uh, obviously some people aren't enjoying the show, but hey, that's okay. That's okay. But uh, hit that like button if you're enjoying the content and the podcast and the discussion that me and Jez are having, because we're about about to roll into E3, baby. We got we got a preview coming here. I did a video, Jez did predictions, and it's time, Jez. You want to talk about what we expect to see at E3? Uh, basically, less than two weeks away, Sunday, June 9th, 1 p.m. Pacific. You'll be in attendance. I'll be on my PC watching. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. You ready for this, Jez? I am, man. I'm All ready right. for it. 
So let's go through the um, let's go through the services first, and then we'll work away third party and first party because I think first party is the things most people are tuning into. Like everybody knows, so Cyberpunk's going to be there. It's the biggest third party game. But uh, let's just go through the services. We'll start obviously with Game Pass. Uh, they're going to talk more about Xbox Game Pass on PC. Clearly, they said it. I also think uh, they're going to announce more games coming day one. They usually do this, and. I'm thinking of a partnership uh, with bigger publishers. Uh, I called it in my video a publisher portal, right? Uh, basically, in my in my in my eyes, I see them partnering with Bethesda and saying, "Look, all of Bethesda's games are now on Game Pass, and go mo- going forward, all their future games will be in Game Pass six months after release. So, Rage Two will be there in there in November, yada yada yada." Uh, that's what I expect from Game Pass. What do you think? Yeah, I, Game Pass is going to be a big one. I think like we're going to hear more about Game Pass Ultimate, what that means for Game Pass for PC. You know, there's a lot of unanswered questions about what Game Pass truly means for all that sort of stuff. Um, and I guess we'll get all those answers at E3 because they, they've 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 introduced it now, and they basically said like wait for E3 before we can drive down into the details. So I think, I don't know. I don't know about the the publisher deals and stuff. What intrigues me is the 75 publishers they've apparently got for the PC version. And they've got some big heavyweights like Paradox Interactive. Like they're doing a lot of work with them recently. And Devolver. Yeah, they got got some big ones. Did you see? Yeah. Like, do you remember when a few, a lot of people have forgotten this already, but a few months ago, Microsoft announced that they're building a modding platform for the Windows Store in partnership with Paradox Interactive. I remember. Yep. So like they're they're working really closely with Paradox Interactive at the moment, which excites me because I am such a huge Paradox fan. Um, For those that don't know, Paradox make games, like a lot of strategy games like Stellaris, like um, Europa Universalis and and uh, they're announcing they're announcing new games at E3 as well. If you're int- interested in that, but they're very PC oriented games. Like they're like Surviving Mars, like has controller controls, but it doesn't handle very well with a controller compared to a mouse and keyboard. And the same is true for Stellaris on Xbox. It is it is really hard to play Stellaris with a controller. So damn hard. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, I think that's yeah. We'll, we'll hear a bit about Game Pass, but Rand, I hope they don't spam us with game pass for the whole show because well, they yeah did, they, they did, did that for xo um, yeah. 18 yeah uh hey. but first i got a shout out daniel j for the super chat he says so with the trade war 500 console will cost 625 wow now we're going to be talking about that after this uh about the supposed tariffs and we're going to give our thoughts on that a shout out to the raven flow he says here's hoping sunset overdrive 2 finds a publisher uh i would love to see a sequel to that um don't know who would publish it uh maybe xbox uh and shout out to orlando telfer he says just the key is creative freedom there you go key is creative freedom i hope so i really hope so and like microsoft have said that they're they're taking a hands-off approach to you know uh, ninja theory and obsidian and and exile and stuff like that so uh, that's the game but i agree with you xo 18 to me felt like a game pass commercial they need to tone that down for e3 it can't just be like a game pass commercial right it needs to be just a dedicated segment maybe if the game's going to game pass you have it somewhere in the trailer but you don't need to just because i made this comment uh, I, and i know what they're gonna do now I what? Know what, they're gonna do. what are they gonna do 
they're gonna be like console exclusive Xbox, Xbox Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah, that's what they're gonna <laughs> do. Console gonna... exclusive Xbox Game Pass Day One exclusive Metal yeah. Gear. Wait, what? Uh, Xbox <laughs> platform exclusive Windows 10 and Xbox console day one game pass. <laughs> and Steam and Epic Game Store and good old games and Green Man Gaming. Yeah. Um, and iOS oh. and Android and Nintendo Switch and Ouya. <laughs> <laughs> world yeah. exclusive. <laughs> world exclusive. World premiere. World premiere. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to can't wait to hear some of that stuff. It's funny. Um so yeah, just don't make Game Pass the focus of the show. Don't make it seem uh like it's the only reason you're doing it. Don't make it seem used car sales many like they kind of did at XO. Um ID at Xbox, they're gonna be there. Uh they're gonna have another scissor reel. Um obviously uh, some of the you know, like newer games coming to the service. Um, I'm looking forward to it because, quite frankly, uh, there hasn't been a lot of great indie titles coming to Xbox. A lot of them seem to miss the platform. Did we talk Hopefully, about it last week? Or did we we did. So I just, I just kind of hope that maybe they write the ship a little bit with them partnering with Devolver Digital on the PC side. Does that mean maybe they kind of work through their differences and we're going to start seeing a lot more Devolver Digitals on ID at Xbox because those games are really good? Um, oh, so- I think like... 75, 75 publishers supporting Xbox Game Pass for PC says to me a lot of those are going to be indies because yeah. you've got a lot of indie games on Steam. Yeah. So there's that. Um, xCloud. Now, hopefully, Microsoft... See, the thing I, li- I like about E3 is I, I, I like it when it's just not a lot of talking and you just move from game to game, right? Whether it's a new trailer or a gameplay demo. What I don't want to see is people out there talking about stuff for extended periods of time. Like last year when Phil comes out and gives a speech in the beginning, that's cool. That's great. You're shedding up the show. You're showing people what to expect. I understand that you need to set everything up, right? It kind of, kind of dovetailed a little bit and got a little boring uh, when they did the game pass segment because they had um, uh, the head of game pass. I forget her name, Ashley something. She came out there um, was clearly shook a bit being in front of a stage of worldwide, which hey, understandable. Like being in front of millions of people watching definitely um, is something you can't prepare for until you've done it. But they, they talked a little bit too much there. So my point with xCloud is we know it's a big part of their future business. Uh, Phil responded when Google had their thing with Stadia saying that they're going to go big at E3. Um, this is how they're going to reach 2 billion gamers. And so we know xCloud's going to be there. And I expect some sort of demonstration whether it's 15 minutes long or something, I just hope it's not that long. And I hope the, the t- talking is kept to a minimum throughout the show. What do you think? Oh, that's another one. X cloud exclusive. X cloud exclusive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like, I don't, th- I, I hope they have the, the, the cognizance to not put too much X cloud in there because you can show it off on stage, but it's like, you're not going to really know if it works properly until you've got it in your hand. So I hope they, I hope they realize that you can't really demo that kind of thing that well. Like, have you ever seen like the Hololens demos? The ridiculous camera rig they have when they're trying to demo mm-hmm. Hololens. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's, it's a huge, like, huge contraption. <laughs> so like, so they can they can paint the holograms onto like a, a camera feed and then blow it up to a TV. Like, it's it's hard to demonstrate things live, and I hope they don't try to demonstrate it 
too much live. Like we already saw them. They tr sort of tried to demonstrate Forza Live on Xcloud, didn't they? And it wasn't it wasn't great. So I hope like they give us some. I hope they give us time frames rather than just tell us again that it's coming. If they all, if all they do is tell us, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, blah blah blah, it's coming. I hope they actually give us details. I hope we find out like what games are going to be there because for those people who think that all your games are going to be there day and date, you are going to be disappointed. It's going to be more like Xbox backwards compatibility where developers decide whether or not they want to jump in and whether or not they want to try and get some more money out of Microsoft to be there and stuff like that. You know, like for example, a small indie dev for a small indie dev getting xCloud on there is probably a no brainer because they're thinking like more people can play our game, blah, blah, blah. We can get, we can do more conversions and stuff like that. But a big game, a big publisher might think, well, we want to know how much Microsoft is going to give us for that. You know, we want, we want to cut in, in some way. So there's going to be business deals involved with xCloud. Um, and there might be some companies who don't want to support it at all. Like maybe EA just says, you know what, we're going to make our own xCloud, which is what they're rumored to be doing, trying to make their own cloud service. Good luck with that EA. Good luck with that. So, um, yeah, I just <laughs> want details on xCloud. I, I believe that it's going to it's gonna work for some things. And I don't know if you saw today, like, this is a shout, another shout-out to Tom Warren, but he was tweeting on 5G today because they've switched 5G on in London. He had one gigabyte per second on a, on a train. Wow, that's really fast. Yeah, London. there is there is that. Like, 5G could change a lot of things uh, for the mobile right. stuff. So. Yeah. It's like it's crazy, and like London. If London has a data center for XCloud, and you've got five G in London, there ain't going to be any latency problems. And that that's if that's the speed. And like yeah, like there's not a lot of people with a five G compatible phone right now. Like Tom Warren's probably like one of a few dozen, and there will be congestion, especially in London. But you know, I'm sure Microsoft St Stadia was saying you wouldn't need more than like a few dozen megabytes per second. You know. Yeah, like five G could change things, and or it could give China access to our security infrastructure, and they could take over the world and kill us all. It could do that as well. Stop it, Jez. But uh, moving on to the third party stuff, I mean, there's not really much here to say. Like, like the known stuff, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It's gonna be there. It's gonna be spectacular. You already know it. Everybody in chat knows it. Potentially the biggest third party game out there. Gonna be on stage. They're gonna have a great trailer. And I think they're going to drop a release window, May 2020. What, for Cyberpunk? Yeah. Xbox Game Pass exclusive. X no. It, it, <laughs> that would be a ridiculously huge gap that ain't happening. Cyberpunk 2077 is not going to be in Game Pass. But it's going to be there. I mean, isn't that like... There's two games you're super excited to see. One of them, Cyber Cyberpunk 2077. And the next one... Isn't it Dying Light 2? I fully 100% expect Dying Light 2 to be oh, there. Yeah. And I'm predicting release in January of 2020. Oh, interesting. You're really good at those predictions. I don't know how you do it. Well, because, Things I mean, it just makes sense. Dying Light, Dying Light 1 was a huge success, and it came out in January. The games come out in January all the time that really do well. And if you're doing Dying Light 2, you just copy what worked with the first one being the release date. January yeah, 2020, it makes sense. It's starting to feel like January is the month horror games should release. Yeah. And did you see the day Dying Light 2 is published by Square Enix? Yeah. That I didn't expect. Yeah. Last one was published by... Was it Techland? 
Yeah, Tech Techland's publishing this one too, but I think Square Enix are handling US distribution. Yeah. I'm guessing Techland's not I'm guessing Techland's pushing their credit a bit at the moment. <laughs> they haven't released the game in a while. They released God's Trigger, which is a decent game, but not the kind of game that's gonna make you not the kind of game that's going to pay their bills, probably. Yeah. Especially given how expansive Dying Light 2 looks. I bet that was expensive to make. Looks great, though. And Chris Avalon, if I pronounce his name right, is a bit of a legend. So, looking forward to that. Speaking of him, uh, Larian Studios appears to be teasing Baldur's Gate 3. Indeed they are. Indeed and, uh, they are. Chris Avalon. Avalon. Avalone. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Um, he He tweeted the word boulder earlier so that basically kind of confirms it uh, he might be working on it we have well, a question from shaddai eternal in super chat he says uh now that project x cloud is microsoft's focus for e3 doesn't that make xbox play anywhere obsolete because there are only a few games with it no i don't uh, think so i mean uh, i think project play anywhere play anywhere is more of a licensing thing it's more like if you're an xbox play anywhere game that basically says that you're you're giving people access to the license on PC as well. It's not like a system so much. It's more like just sort of a, it's almost like a deal more than a, a program or something. It's just like, oh, this is Xbox Play Anywhere. It's like, I should just call it a deal. Like kind of like those, those Blu-ray, what is it called now? When you buy a Blu-ray and you also get the digital version as well. I can't remember what it's called now. But um, I, don't think, I don't think this affects Xbox Play Anywhere. But again, at the same time, I don't think Xbox Play Anywhere has been that successful. No, I don't think it has either. The only games that I've really used Xbox Play Anywhere for is pretty much Minecraft. And that's not really Xbox Play Anywhere anyway. Like, I don't think it's been successful. I think it's just, I think it'll continue. I think the Xbox games, uh, you know, on console will have the same thing. But yeah, I don't think it's been, been that successful. But um, moving on. Um, the other, like Borderlands 3, I fully expect to be there, but are they going to let Randy Pitchford come out on stage? I mean, oh, some of the stuff he's been doing lately, I oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think you want less Randy Pitchford as possible, but I expect Borderlands 3 to be there. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from EA. I think Microsoft has the marketing rights for this game. Yeah, I expect I that. I'll put that in my article. Um, or The Outer Worlds. Uh, Microsoft bought Obsidian. Uh, people love the Outer Worlds until they announced X- a- Epic Game Store exclusive, and then everybody turned on the game, right? Yeah, that, um, that was s- such a 180. I feel oh, sorry yeah. for the Obsidian, but like, I think pe- people aren't really blaming Obsidian, they're blaming the publisher. Who is the publisher now? Publisher is uh, Private Division, aka Private 2K. But I think the big announcement here, I think there'll be a gameplay demo, but it's going to be joining Xbox Game Pass day one. I think Microsoft worked something out with 2K, paid for the rights. Um, But yeah, I I fully expect Outer Worlds to be in Game Pass day one. I think they, didn't they put that in the blog post today? Did they? Uh, I closed the blog. About Wasteland and unless I'm... I'm sure people in chat, maybe, I I mean, I read the article. I must've just glossed over that, but I I had it in my prediction video. Uh, Let me just have a quick look while you carry on. Okay. So moving on from that, um, we have Doom Eternal. Yes, yes, Rand. Yes. Um, Yes. Yes. 
including titles from newly acquired studios like Obsidian and Exile. They didn't ex- explicitly say it, but that does sound to me like Outer Worlds. So does that mean... Uh, I mean, but that could just be the PC version of Game Pass. doesn't necessarily mean the uh, the console version, because now we got to think about console ah. and PC version, you know? But then again, that'd be so weird and annoying for Xbox fans if it was in the the PC one and not the the console one. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it totally, absolutely would. But yeah, um, so, well, they already said it. Unless they're talking about future games from Obsidian. Not necessarily this one, but either way, uh, moving on from that, Avengers, although it sounds like this one's kind of busted because it said the worldwide premiere is going to be on June 10th at um, Square oh, Enix's yeah. conference. So, oh. yeah, so I, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, Avengers is going to be there, Microsoft show, um, and I was feeling good about that, and then like Square Enix had to ruin it and say, no, worldwide premiere, the 10th. But then you read some of the stuff about the game, and maybe it's not what everybody thinks it is. What do you so, think? I don't know. Like, I thought you were going to be playing as Iron Man and Thor and Hulk, you know, like the Avengers, but it sounds like maybe you're not. I don't know. Like, it's like a Destiny type game, which, if that's the case, you can just, I'm not I, interested. Even though I've enjoyed like all of Crystal Dynamics games, I'm not really interested in a Destiny version of Avengers. Um, like, the, um, the problem with those sort of hero games that are multiplayer. I can't remember what, what it was called now, but there was like a Diablo-like game where you could be like... I, I can't remember if it was DC or Marvel now. You could be like Wolverine and stuff like that, but the thing is, there'd, there'd be like 10 Wolverines running around the screen. If everyone's the hero, nobody's the hero. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> Avengers games... Avengers game, if you if everyone can be Iron Man, then it's not... Nobody's the hero. It's not, it's not, a dest- it's not good. You know, so don't do that. But it's the, Ra- the Ravenflow says this is a multi-platform show now. Um, I mean, it kind of always has been. Microsoft and Sony show way more third-party stuff than they show first-party stuff. It's always been a third-party show. It's just a matter of where the third-party games show up at. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's no different. Like you know, I, on, Windows, I on Windows Central, like we used to be called Windows Phone Central, and people used like when we transitioned to Windows Central to start covering Xbox and PC as well. Uh, a lot of the Windows Phone fans were like, "Cover more Windows Phone news," and we were just like, "Well, there there isn't any <laughs> because it, you know." So what can you do? Sometimes, like, you have to talk about the industry as a whole because what PlayStation does, what Nintendo does, it affects Xbox too. You know. Yeah. So another game I think is going to be there is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, I don't think Watch Dogs Three will be there. I think they'll save that for. Huh? I, I think they'll save that for their own show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I think, has Xbox marketing. I think they'll show it off there. Uh, too. Yeah, I don't think that that roller derby, their their Rocket League game, I, I think, will be at Ubisoft show. Roller, Xbox. roller, roller yeah. Um, intrigued by that. No Splinter Cell, unfortunately. You know, I always kind of was like, ah, hey, this is the year we're getting Splinter Cell. Nope, not happening. Sorry. Moving on from Ubisoft. Um, I think I, I said Doom Eternal and. It was funny because in my comments when I when I said Doom Eternal, someone was like, "Well, what? That doesn't make any sense because Bethesda has a conference later that night." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, they do, but Bethesda always shows up to Microsoft. Last year, they literally showed off Fallout 76 first on Xbox's show. Yeah, you know, Todd Howard came out and he plugged their show 
if you want to learn more about Fallout 76, you can watch Bethesda's thing. So I think that they'll do very similar for Doom Eternal. Like, here's a new trailer. We'll have, you know, watch, watch the Bethesda press conference later for a bigger blowout for it, right? But then you get into some of, like, the, the unannounced games, like From Software and George R. R. Martin's game. Um, yeah. That, that's going to be there. I'm so excited to see what that's like because uh, I love Sekiro. Uh, haven't played Bloodborne or the other Dark Souls games yet, but, like, you're telling me that From Software is going to team up with the writer of Song of Ice and Fire? Um, like, yeah, that kind of intrigues me. Um, there's also what Rocksteady's doing. And I said, Suicide Squad's going to be there because that's the game they're working on. Um, even though Dealer said that he would rather see Warner, Warner Brothers Montreal's new Batman game, uh, which I can't disagree with. Like, I want to see a new Batman game. It's been too long, but I still think it's going to be Suicide Squad. Oh, hang on. And they're working on Suicide Squad. I thought they were working on Superman. No, no, they're working on Suicide Squad. Why Suicide Squad? Wasn't that a terrible, terrible movie? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they're working on Suicide Squad, but uh, I mean, Suicide they've... Squad from the comics, or was it yes. made for the movie? Okay. Yes. So basically, it'll be their take on Suicide Squad, not the not a movie tie-in. Okay. What? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I would like to see Batman, and yeah, to me, it's like you know. Why not make Superman or Justice League game? But apparently that's not what they're working on, and it's Justice League. Or pff, it's Suicide Squad, rather. Um, oh, Suicide Squad's kind of lame. And what, what, what can they do? Joe, like, in their I universe? Mean, it's going to be like Joker. a co-op game. Because it's like, it's Deadshot. It's Harley Quinn. It's the, like the villains of the uni- like of the, the thing. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, what, are the, what are the villains of it? Like the villains, like the Batman's, like there's a lot of villains within Joker, Suicide Squad. It's Joker's a group dead. of villains. Joker's dead in their canon, though. Right. Well, I mean, it's a game. Like it's not following the movie canon. No, but it's it's it. Wouldn't it follow Rocksteady's Batman canon? Surely. Sure, but Joker, like it does. You don't necessarily need Joker. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I just, I, I don't know. DC Universe just seems like a bit of a mess. Yeah. So hopefully we can see more from that. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Anamusha. I think there's gonna they're they're doing like a full on next gen treatment for the game, and I think that's gonna be at the show. And um, yeah, I think that's all I have for third party. You have any other things you want to add for third party? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's so much, like, I fully expect their, you know, Xbox to do their typical, we're showing 50 games, 20 exclusives, 21, you know, like, world premieres or some stuff. So it's like a lot of these games aren't announced yet. It's really hard to pick out what games are going to be at the show, right? So, like, I kind of go through it and, like, jot down what I think might be there. But obviously, it's third-party stuff. Um, It's the first party that really interests people. So... I figured, I, you know, I hope, like on the third, on the second part, I think I just hope third party. Sorry, I hope there's like some some surprises at left field, you know, because there's there's some things I know, and that's because I've got meetings and I'm under NDA and I can't talk about it. But like, like for example, the Ravenflow just sending chat talking about Dino Crisis. Like, I remember that that rumor that 4chan leak or, or what Neo Gaff or whatever it was. I said there might be a new Dino Crisis. 
I there's some things in that leak which I knew were, weren't true, which called the whole thing into question. But I still kind of want to see. I either want to see Resident Evil Three remake. I either want to see Resident Evil Eight, or I want to see Dino Crisis reboot or something in that vein from Capcom because Capcom are just they're crushing it lately. The last few years, Capcom have been crushing it in a good way. Right. Um, but for first party, uh, let's get the smaller stuff out of the way first. Uh, Battle Toads. I think you find. What are you talking about? Smaller stuff. Battle Toads. Small. Super small. Who really cares about Battle Toads? Cancelled, please. Yes, Jazz. I said that. What are you going to do about it? Fired. You're fired from the podcast. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to cancel Scalebound and not cancel Battle Toads, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Battletoads in 2019. Who asked for this? Who asked for Battletoads? Nobody. That's who. Cancel. Nobody needs it. Nobody's going to buy it anyways. Um, but yeah, so there have a trailer. 2020. And you can tell. I'm being very over the top with Battletoads. So calm down. Calm down. I know people have been... Said they did. Calm down. Being a little over the top. <laughs> Don't want it to be canceled. You know, I just talked about how a lot of his words were taken out of context and stuff. Just don't want that to happen to me either. Don't want to don't want to see Battletoads canceled. Rather have a game come out. Just saying, I don't care about Battletoads. You don't know if you care about it, man. What if it's I good don't as care about what it. What if it's as good as Ori? What if it's got hand-painted backgrounds? And it's okay, got, well then I will make, if I play, when I play it and if it's as good as Ori, the video will be titled, I was completely wrong about Battletoads 2020. And so I'll hang on, about- you are building up a negative persona about Battletoads so you can f- do a flip and do a 180 and then do a clickbait. Am I going to flip flop? I, I get you, I get you. I oh, get you. Yeah. Shout out to Johnny Pattons. <laughs> Super Chase says, in my opinion, yeah. Xbox miss- missing out on an R-rated Mario in Conquer 2. Eh, interesting. Um, I've never been a fan of Conquer, but that's just me. I know there's a lot of love for, for Conquer, but uh, so Battletoads, uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, I think, will have another trailer for the third year in a row. And let this be a reminder to people that when Xbox says, well, we only like teasing stuff that, you know, comes out real soon. Let Ori and the Will of the Wisps be, remind you that they showed it off in 2017 and then again in 2018 and then again in 2019. And then it finally came out. So, you know, just just remember these things like they can easily show games that are going to be at three E3s. So. That game, my most anticipated, cannot wait. It's going to be game of the year. And uh, I'm predicting it comes out August, uh, around August 20th. And uh, since Jazz doesn't have anything to add for Ori, um, (laughs) Halo Infinite, obviously. I can't can't, can't say. I can't say. I don't know. What am I talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Halo Infinite, they're going to have a Halo segment, probably talk about Master Chief Collection. New trailer. For Halo, sporting Master Chief's new armor and whatever the story they're going to set up there. Have a release window, winter or fall 2020. And then you think in the back of your mind, oh yeah, Halo Infinite, three-year teased. Huh, interesting. Xbox does show stuff when they actually have stuff to show well in advance. Um, God, I can't wait to see what this game is, Jez. Can't wait to see what Halo Infinite actually is, you know? Like... I've never been, you know, people who watch the show know I'm, I've never been a massive fan of Halo. Like, I just, 
I, I never connected with it that much, you know, like the story and stuff like that. Um, but I appreciate that it's got like this massive lore and they have to, they have to service fans who are hardcore about the story and the books and the comics and, and all the, all the cross media sort of stuff. And which is why like Halo 5 came up across a bit convoluted to me because there was thing there was things in Halo 5 that I just didn't know because I wasn't that into the story, you know? So it was a bit weird. I hope they figure out how to reconcile the sort of more casual Halo fan against the hardcore Halo fan. I also hope they can modernize the game play a bit and maybe do some new stuff with it. And, but um, again, I'm worried for the stuff that I talked about earlier. Whereas like, can Microsoft really understand the human element of the game or are they just making another game as a service, you know? So I'm intrigued because I think like, I honestly think like with what we get with Halo Infinite will inform inform us about their direction for thirty for 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 first party moving forward i kind of feel like because now we're heading into the time now where it's truly feels spread right the post oh, yeah yeah and, and speaking of phil he just put out a tweet two minutes ago jazz All right. very interesting uh basically says just finishing our final e3 rehearsal here with the team in redmond feel real good about the briefing Lots to show. We have 14 Xbox Game Studio games in the show this year. More first-party games than we've ever had in the show. Fun times. Hashtag Xbox E3. So, there you go. 14 Xbox Game Studio games. Oh, what? I mean, you just tweeted it out. 14. <laughs> So, yeah, um, that's a lot. That that definitely is a lot. Well, it's the Halo Infinite, Master Chief Two, Gears Five, Gears Tactics. That's four. Ori. That's five. Bleeding Edge is six. Forza Horizon Four, seven. Battletoads, eight. Um, tell me out here, Jazz. I'm missing six. <laughs> I don't know, man uh fable four um i mean yeah the boss is spoken but gears five dove obviously have a segment about that gears tactics i think is next year uh gears five they'll have like a five minute gameplay demo probably announce the multiplayer beta and maybe even show off the custom xbox one x console that'll come along with it as well because i i honestly like gears gets a custom everything custom controllers custom consoles um and new ips bleeding edge uh ninja theory's new game i think will be there and will be releasing early 2020 now i've said in the podcast before that you know i've heard it's a multiplayer combat focused melee brawler like combat arena game think overwatch meets uh you know overwatch with melee um, you know, there's other people talking about leaks saying that there's also a four player co-op story, some sci-fi stuff. Um, I don't know about that. I know the multiplayer thing is legit. So we'll have to see, uh, how that unfolds. And, um, Forza Horizon is going to have another expansion. Um, since there is no other Forza game this year, I don't think we're expecting Forza Motorsport 8, right, Jez? Yeah, I'm not expecting it. Even though, like... I don't know. There's been some credible leaks recently 
that it could be there, but I think like if it is there, it's going to be a sort of tech demo, maybe to show off the uh, the ray tracing solution they're going to be using next gen, because like they usually use Forza Motorsport as a technical showcase, don't they? And like yeah. if they if they are they are doing ray tracing for next gen. In order to facilitate that ray tracing, they're going to need some kind of showcase for it because it's hard to explain to someone what ray tracing is. You have to see it with your own eyes. It's basically like it's giving it's giving your virtual world the physicality that makes lighting look more realistic. You know, the lights bounce off things instead of just having these fake light points that you paint onto the map. The light is a physical presence which bounces and radiates and reflects and stuff like that. And it has such a dramatic effect on the realism of a game. Like yesterday, I saw a video of Quake Quake 2 being given ray tracing. And it looks almost like a modern game <laughs> just because of that. You know. So um, if they do show Forza Motorsport, I think it might be part of a technical showcase for the next Xbox. Right. But we, we do expect them to show off the, the new expansion, which... Micro machines, you know, small, something small, you know, uh, along small, something small, like little small, but like really cool, like, uh, like, uh, what they do last for Horizon 3 Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels. There is gonna be, there's gonna be a Hot Wheels like expansion, yes, crazy fun expansion. Um, but think small, micro machines like, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do because Forza Horizon, not micro machines. It's not micro machine. Not that I know. I well, right, know. but I'm saying think small. <laughs> what else is small? I don't um, know. Legos. Legos are pretty small. Ah, uh, what what is that? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. Whiskey shot glasses are pretty small. Yeah, they 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 really are. And then um, so this is my okay. Obviously, we know Phil has said there's 14 games on there, right? Like. But in my stuff I've written here, I'm going to continue. And uh, so the way I, in my mind's eye, in my mind's eye, like I'm, I'm preparing how to end the show. I'm writing the conference. So I end it with a hype piece about Xbox Anaconda, right? Similarly to what they did for Scorpio, you have a trailer. You don't show the box. Obviously you don't talk about pricing this far out, but you talk about uh, the specs, how powerful it's going to be, how games are going to be transformed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, you don't even, in my in my mind, you don't even really mention Lockhart because Lockhart only exists to be a value proposition. So the only I, reason... I don't would... know, man, because I think like Lockhart could be genuinely better than the X. For a lot of people, Lockhart sure. will be the upgrade path. You know? Sure, but if you're not talking about pricing, which is the big thing with Lockhart, if you can't talk about the price... There's really no point to mention it now. Like you mentioned Anaconda and how powerful it'll be. And then next year, when you actually show off the stuff, it's like, oh, there's a cheaper system, blah, blah, blah. But th- that's just me, right? But then Phil comes out and was like, you know, we want to show you what we're working on. They play that trailer. And it was like, you know, that sounds good. I'm really excited about the next generation of consoles. But I didn't want people to go home without seeing what next generation looks like roll the trailer and it's a trailer for playground games next title fable fable Four, whatever it's called and how it looks on xbox and to give people a taste 
of what next generation can bring and what one of Microsoft's biggest studios is making outside of Forza Horizon to get people super excited. That is how I would end the show. Jazz? Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. shouldn't I be in charge of this stuff? Yeah, I think so, man. I don't know. Should I mean, Phil, <laughs> DM me, Mike, you know, anybody listening? I can come up with better stuff than Xbox One S all digital edition. You don't really got to pay me a lot, you know. <laughs> um, I, I'm there. I, I I can I can do this stuff pretty good. Um. So yeah, so that's our that's our preview. Anything else you want to add? I know you said in your prediction in your own article that you've heard that there won't be necessarily exclusives like next gen exclusives at uh, for a while, right? Well. I've reworded that paragraph because some people took took it a little bit more to heart than I wanted to put across. Basically, I know that Microsoft is working on a new development platform called Windows Core OS. I don't know if it's going to be ready for Xbox One Scarlet's Xbox Scarlet's launch. There is since since I wrote that, there has been some indication that it might be ready for launch, which is annoying. But um but the next Xbox will support the current Xbox One development platform because it has to, because that's how you get backwards compatibility. As a result of it having the current Xbox One architecture, I think there is, there is like, Microsoft has the tools to make it so um, none of their games are exclusive to next gen. Now, some people have took that to mean like the old consoles will be holding back the new consoles. That's not the case because Microsoft has tools to scale their games up and down very, very easily to different devices, you know. And that's the whole point of their development development ethos is people can play everything wherever they want, you know. And for me, that must include last gen too. So that's... That's an assumption I'm making. It's not necessarily a leak, which I put in a disclaimer at the top of the article, but there you are. Right. Now, I didn't mention this in my video uh, about studio acquisitions um, because I feel there won't be, so that's why I didn't mention it. And it's not that I know there won't be. I, I don't know, like, any studio acquisitions. Like, I don't have any info about that. Like, I just get this sense that they won't have any this year uh, because in my opinion, you need to have a couple to form a segment. Obviously last year they had five, so it made sense. So if they have one new studio, I'm not sure you have like a segment dedicated to that. So I just kind of feel like they won't announce anything new. I mean, you have any kind of read on like new studio acquisitions, Jez? Well, I do know that they are building at least one new studio. Oh. They, are bu- they are building it. So it's, not- so it's an internally built new studio like the initiative? Kind of. Kind of. Kind I don't, of. <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to be like a sort of brand like the initiative, but um, they are building, they are going to build and brand a new studio for Xbox soon. I, I, don't, know if it, I don't know if it'll be ready for E3. I think it might be a little bit after E3, but they th- that's not an acquisition, I don't think. 
So there's that, I guess. Well, that is um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, a, a new studio built internally, um, kind Xbox of a, Game studio, sure. yeah, Xbox Game Studio, trying to interested <clears throat> in, in seeing what that turns out to be because it does seem like the initiative. You know the team that they're building from the ground up. They're acquiring a lot of really good talent for whatever they're working on. And with Phil saying they have 14 Xbox Game Studio games to show, I wonder if they'll like do like a quick tease of that. Like, because even when I think of like, okay, you think of 14, like, and we ran through it: Halo Infinite, Master Chief Collection, Gears Five, Gears Tactics. Even though like Gears Tactics is made by Splash Damage, it's not a studio, but it's sec- like they would consider that an Xbox Game Studios game, right? Yes. All right. So that that's four. Oru would be five. Bleeding Edge would be six. Forza Horizon four would be seven. Battletoads would be eight. You know, if they show Sea of Thieves again, that would be nine, uh, which they might or might not. It's like, well, you still got like five more. Maybe there's some other like Xbox global publishing stuff that we don't know about that are under wraps. Uh, maybe they show a Fable, which would count. Um, well, the Outer Worlds would probably. Well, is Outer Worlds? So this is where it kind of gets confusing. Was the Outer Worlds count as an Xbox Game Studios game? It's sort of like halfway, right? Sort of like halfway. But I'm just I'm just curious. Like they say, 14 Outer Worlds is going to be there. Does Outer Worlds count as an Xbox Game Studios game? Ooh, that, that's what I'm kind of saying. Are they getting a little <laughs> tricky a little bit with like the nomenclature? Does it count? Yeah, maybe. You know I, mean? I, I would. I would expect them to be counted that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that'd be another one. Maybe you know. Maybe they do like you know because the initiative was recently at, at Microsoft for whatever. Like a few of the guys were there. Maybe they do some sort of like update on on the game they're making. I don't know. Um, but it's definitely really exciting. Like you know, you come out and you say there's 14 games. Better deliver on that. You know, <laughs> like. I don't think when people when people think that I don't think they're thinking well Sea of Thieves count as one they're thinking fourteen new ones and then uh, Thanos in chat says Wasteland three well if, it, you know well I, I know about Wasteland three like I asked Xbox PR if um, Wasteland three was going to be at E3 and they said um, we're not publishing E3 uh, we're not publishing Wasteland three please hit up Deep Silver for that so. But but again, it's kind of like maybe just because Xbox PR doesn't isn't working with them yet for Wasteland Three, it's still a Microsoft IP now. Wasteland is officially owned by Microsoft, and uh, so it's a, it's a weird, isn't it? You don't know. Maybe well, that's the thing. It's like it's like does that does it count? Does Wasteland Three count? Does Outer Worlds count? I mean, because Outer Worlds is published by Private Division, right? Yeah. So it's like. I'm just curious. I'm just I'm just really curious to see what the 14... I'm at, Phil, I'm going to be keeping track. You better have 14 there. And a lot of people are going to be like, they're expecting 14-something new. Like I'm sure most people will be like, I, like I, I, don't include Sea of Thieves in that. But you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they think 14, they're like, that's 14 new stuff. Which, you know, Halo Infinite would be new. Like, yet to be released games, technically, right? Like, it looks technically games that aren't out yet. But, you know, they still could do, you know, Forza Horizon would count because it has an expansion and it'll be there and potentially see thieves if they tease that. So pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I, I didn't expect Phil to drop that Megaton. Megaton. Hmm. Yeah, use Megaton. Um, 
So uh, you know what? Um, let's answer the, the the tariff thing, shall we? Oh, the tariff thing, yeah. Oh god, because this, <sighs> this could have major ramifications for the future of video games and especially the consoles here. Not only for Xbox, but for PlayStation and Nintendo, because all the consoles are made overseas, uh, China, Taiwan, those places. Um, but our president is included in those tariffs. Yeah, our president is thinking about imposing a 25% tariff on the consoles, which if you follow business, uh, the businesses never eat the costs. They will pass the costs on to the customers. So a $500 console, if Microsoft and Sony have to pay tariffs on that, well, they're going to make those consoles more expensive. Or maybe they don't make it as powerful because they have to sell it at a certain point. Yes. Um, what do we think about this, Jazz? One, is this going to happen? And two, if it does happen, how destructive would it be? I don't think for next generation. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think even Trump is that crazy for one thing. And uh, you know, you're going to have a massive backlash from Microsoft, who are a massive company. You know. And Microsoft might just turn around and say, okay, well, we're going to charge the U.S. military an extra 25% um, to, to offset these costs. <laughs> you know, they could do that, you know, um, and stuff. And uh, I'm not saying they get away with it, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think Microsoft would take that lightly, you know. And um, the the idea is that you bring you bring... I mean, I get the sentiment is that he's trying to sort of he's trying to bring some more of that manufacturing back to the US. That's the idea. But the problem is it's not just the manufacturing, it's the rare earth minerals, which America has none of. You have to import that stuff from either Africa or China. You're importing it from somewhere, you know. And uh China China has become so big in the tech space because it has like it has this special economic zone where because it's a communist country right but they have a special economic zone which is operated in a more i'm no expert by any means but they have a more capitalistic zone where all the tech companies live and all the manufacturers live and they are allowed to trade outside of china and bring the money back to china now that system of half communism half capitalism has turned china into a global superpower you know uh, and um, you can argue whether that's fair or not. And it has created European and American manufacturing in a lot of ways. But it has also flooded, it flooded the, um, the world with innovative, innovative, cheap technology. Like America and Europe could have developed smartphones without China. They could have developed uh, ray tracing GPUs without China and stuff like that. But it would have been way more expensive and it would have been slower. So without that aspect of the tech industry um without china being in it that is gonna not just affect consoles it's gonna affect phones tvs everything with rare earth minerals in it and you know even weird stuff like i mean you can turn over pretty much any product you've got in the house and it'll say made in china on the bottom like i'm looking for like made in china on this bottle of american bourbon that i've got right here you know (laughs) (laughs) but it's um it's complicated you know and like i hate trump you know it's no secret but i i also sort of 
get the sort of almost animalistic logic to what he's trying to do. He's trying to get a better deal from China and he's trying to do it in a, in the only way he seems to know how is aggressively, you know, aggressively. And like China will like, um, they could respond in kind by burying Apple, you know, because Apple relies on China's industry for its phones and uh, and stuff like that. But Huawei, for example, America, US is attacking Huawei. Huawei doesn't rely on America so much. They can make their own version of Android. I mean, they'd struggle without some of the microprocessors and stuff like that. It's so complicated, man. But I would like to hope, at least for you guys, that this doesn't come to pass, you know? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see if it actually does or not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all this. Like, it definitely would hurt um, the industry if it did. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think most of it is kind of just like uh, veiled threats, really. It's it's super complicated, you know, because like China also owns like uh, billions, billions of dollars of U.S. debt. Like they bought up all the U.S. debt as well in a strategic in a strategic way so you can't like you can't fight this sort of intricate system without there being casualties and unfortunately the casualties won't be the rich people it'll be people like you and me the people who are scraping by and will have to pay more for consoles and stuff like that but honestly if the if this trade war keeps getting worse consoles are going to be the least of people's problems they're going to be the last of people's problems true all right, guys. So that'll end the show proper. Uh, we'll take a couple questions and then we will get out of here. We don't want Jez to get too drunk. So if you enjoyed the show, hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe if you're new. Follow Jez on Twitter. But uh, yeah, hit us, hit us up. Give us some um, some questions. And I see the first one here is uh, Satin Sun five six six nine three. Rand, what do you think the specs of the next Xbox Anaconda are going to be? I mean, I don't know. Current rumors that's what eleven point one teraflops. I yeah, I don't, I I don't know about the specs much. I mean, the there are some there's some rumor going around now that AMD just accidentally leaked the specs and it's going to be a Navi architecture or something. I mean, yeah, like Navi and like uh, all the other Zen two stuff was kind of you know, talked about forever, but I mean, we might find out at E3, so we don't have long to wait. And I'm sure, you know, with the dev kits being out there, the official specs will come. Like yeah. you'll just have to wait for it. Um, Thanero says, what about the playful corp rumor? Those are the people that make super lucky's tale. I didn't know if there was a rumor that they were buying them. Um, I mean, a lot of people say Xbox do need to buy a like family friendly, kind of developer and they would make that um i mean i like super lucky's tale wasn't really anything special so um carl wants to know what are your other hobbies besides gaming since you're in a gaming funk and might help to take a break Mm. um i mean obviously i do youtube as a hobby which i enjoy doing and yeah sometimes you know i was in a youtube funk for a bit and then i got out of it and i'm not i'm i really enjoy making videos um I don't know. Like my hobbies are basically I the video games. Like that's like my, my TV shows. Like I watch like some Netflix stuff and some HBO stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching more of that recently because I am in a funk. So I've kind of increased like some of the stuff I've watched. Um, but yeah, 
Um, those are the stuff kind of I like to do. Um, game players wants to know, Jez, do you think Microsoft charging two subscriptions is wrong? No other service does that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I think we've talked about this before on the show, right? Where maybe Game Pass is more like a transition to retire Xbox Live and Game Pass Ultimate will eventually replace Xbox Live, maybe. You know, I think like... I do think the current system is clunky. I think we could see some changes in the future on that. I, it's hard, you know, because like these things cost money. You know, these these services, XCloud and stuff like that, cost money. And like like on Netflix, for example, you get like two streams if you pay in the lower tier. You get four K and four streams if you pay in higher tier. Like there's there's like higher tier stuff. But like with with all the Xbox games coming to Steam now, it's sort of like that. The whole proposition of Xbox Live is starting to feel old fashioned. You know, I don't know. Yeah, have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see when they, you know, give their plans out for Game Pass on PC and stuff like that. Um, what else we got here? Any other questions? Uh, any rumors on the changes to Xbox controller or keep with what works? I'm sure there'll be slight changes. Uh, I can't imagine it changing drastically. So I do expect there'll be some changes. Um yeah, I think like the the most obvious thing to include on a future Xbox controller generation is a share button. Switch has it, PlayStation has it, and it's really mm-hmm. great, you know. And considering Microsoft's all about engagement and sharing, social sharing, and all that stuff, I would I would think they need that. Oh, and uh, James, uh, since you're listening, I don't know if you're listening right now or listening later. Anybody on the accessories team, um, change the the view and window back to press and start or start and select nobody nobody knows it's it's window and it's it's what's the other one view i can't e- i honestly i use the controller every single day i can't e- i'm not even sure which one's which one's it's, view it's, start, it's view is the one with the two the two squares yes and, and it's menu. Start, it's start and select man right I'm saying, change it back saying. change it back to start and select it was perfect the way it was uh, it's confusing with the way it is because sometimes when the two little screens pop up in the in, in like a tutorials, I I still sometimes look down at the controller to see which one is the two windows. Start and select. That's all you need. Do it. Like I, it's uh, I never should have changed it in the first place. View and menu. View and menu. I guess. Um, let's see, what else we got here? Uh, new Xboxes without a disc drive. Um possibly i mean i don't know like that the, the, they released the xbox one all digital edition to see if um if people would buy it i'm not sure people are buying it and i, oh, I can see shields in the chat oh is James shields, please thank please you. add please add a share button to yeah. the controller thank you and also change the name of the buttons back to to uh what was it back and start we don't like viewer menu Basically, is, is what change it to start and select. It was so much easier than, and um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, will it have a disk drive? Um, I guess it depends on how well this. Uh, it will. It will have a disk drive. Going. It, it will have a disk drive. Come on. Yeah, I, maybe a little bit deeper into next gen, they'll release one without a disk drive. But I, I would imagine, I would think Anaconda and Lockhart will both have a disk drive. Um. Uh, we also got a question. Considering how Xbox fails so much, do you think Xbox with the strategy can compete with PlayStation? 
I think Xbox is just doing what they think is the best for themselves and their customers. I don't think they necessarily look at it as competing with PlayStation. Um, Microsoft has always said that their competitors are Google, Amazon, Tencent. So I think they look at them as competitors, not necessarily PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my read on the whole situation. Um, mm. yeah so you know what I think that is where we're going to end the show for today really appreciate all your questions we had like 630 people watching uh, at our highest uh, make sure you guys hit the like button uh, if you're watching later hope you guys enjoy the show on Google Play or iTunes the links are in the description if you want to listen to it there Jez's link to Twitter where he tweets all amazing things and uh, you can find all those oh, articles in I'll the description me. as well Ignore uh, Rand. Ignore Rand. Um, we appreciate <laughs> everyone being here. Like super tired this podcast too. It's yeah. just been. I got up at six this morning. I went to bed at like four, and just sort of like passed out in bed and in a really uncomfortable position. Um, but hopefully, when we podcast, hopefully we will do a podcast on Wednesday. One more, week. one more week, because yeah. you're going to be gone e three week. So we got one more before e three. Hopefully, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, love doing the show, love doing the show with Jez, love seeing the, you know, everybody in chat, uh, being super positive, not starting fights. Uh, I see Jez, uh, you know, (laughs) laying the smack down on some people, but it is what it is. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week and we will see you next week for another episode of the Xbox two podcast. Um, later guys, have a good one. Hugs.